Welcome to the Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry, and with me as always... Officer Hawkins, tell me, what happened in here? What happened? Did Michael kill? Did Michael kill again? Eddie of Edward is true. <laughs> I was going to say, they should have hired you as the, the voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. But thank you. You're welcome. And uh, continuing our, our Halloween train, we're doing Halloween Kills today. Released yeah. October 15th, 2021. Wow. Just less than a year ago. And uh, obviously we did Halloween 2018 last month. Uh, next month we are going to do Halloween k- k- Kill Ends. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Once that comes out. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, um, before we get to the synopsis, because I know we've been yeah. forgetting those lately, um, just kind of like, uh, just One time. Halloween Kills, yay or nay? Uh, I mean, that's, that's a question. I'd say yeah. if we're going off of how I felt going in, because the yeah. pod will be about the experience, but how I felt going in, I was dragging my feet and I felt a big nay, a big like, yeah. oh, do I have to go through this again? Um, but even but your first, your surprised. first viewing. My first, actually, my first viewing was probably the best. Yeah. Oh, that's never a good sign. <laughs> because, well, I mean, there was a, a, the first time I sat down to watch it, I wasn't in the theater. I was wa- streaming it off Peacock. I was in the comfort of my own home. There were yeah. no distractions from any kind of like, horrible audience members and i remember i hadn't i'd avoided all of the promos and trailers and everything so i went in knowing virtually nothing um compared to you know people who were consuming all of that and reposting it and everything like that Mm. so when the universal logo came on screen and the you know the low music started rumbling and everything i actually got excited for a second i was like oh i'm finally watching halloween kills i feel like i've been waiting forever to see this okay i'm looking forward to this and i i enjoyed the ride and every time i've seen it subsequently i think i've uh, i'll go into it more but i think i've yeah. liked it a little bit less except for this most recent screening which we'll go into but how about you well, that was a very descriptive nay, but yeah, nay, yeah. It's, it's a no from me. Um, <laughs> and since you, you mentioned your, your first experience, um, when I saw 2018, yeah. I, I went to see that three times in the theater. Um, and, mm. you know, increasingly I, I got more turned off by it as I went through. But this one, I had no desire to go back and see it a second time after after the first viewing um and i've you know seen it subsequently time uh, many times since uh but uh yeah, i yeah. that just just to give you an idea of like because you know sometimes like i'll see a movie in the theater and i'm not too keen on it but then i'll give it another shot and especially if it's something big like a halloween or a scream because you know i did see scream five five times um and, you know, even though that one, like, kind of got, like, after a while, I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm good. I've seen it enough. Um, I got everything I needed to know out of the first viewing of Halloween Kills to just know that <laughs> this is not my Halloween movie and this is not my trilogy, if we'll, I guess we'll call it that, or quadrilogy, since, you know, if you talk to Jamie Lee Curtis, she's really keeps grouping in the original with it this is this is the true uh 
uh, sequence of films to go by. And honestly, eh. everyone has, you know what? Everyone has their favorites. You know, yeah. these are that we'll start off by saying that, um, that, you know, this might be, uh, a lot of fans preferred, uh, timeline, um, mm. but hasn't even finished yet. Uh, cause, cause ends isn't out, but, uh, you know, that's, that's fine. Yeah. It's how the franchise is really a choose your own adventure at this point. Mm. So it's, you know, whatever works totally. best for you, but I mean, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again, like there is no wrong opinion when it comes to no. this franchise. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's funny because you'll see people like go on online and just like, if you had, if you, you know, had five or six or, or resurrection anywhere other than the bottom, they'd be like, how, how could you do that? How could you put it there? But you know what? You know, what might be fun. I would like go on. I haven't done this, but I, I'm, I'm tempted to just like go on other people's rankings. And if they put like resurrection <laughs> in the last, it'd be like, resurrection in last place are you joke your, your opinion doesn't matter you know just, oh. to, just to troll people you know? <laughs> oh boy you got a lot even of though i agree even no. though i agree but um <laughs> but just to be a troll yeah just no, just, to have, I, just to have fun just to just to pal around with people you know i mean i own it i have kills yeah, or uh, i mean i don't no uh, i mean yeah i own kills yeah. but i mean resurrection i own with in this Miramax triple feature that I'm showing, if you're watching us, it has H2O, Curse of Michael Myers, and Halloween Resurrection all together. Because yeah. um, I was never going to buy every one of these movies individually. Yeah. So um, I think that I that's kind of like because uh, Scream Factory just uh, well, it, it hasn't been released yet, but it was announced. I think it's coming out uh, just next week, or you know, by by the time this is released, uh, the the uh -huh. box set of uh, six h2o and resurrection on 4k because uh, there's they wouldn't release them individually because they know that like nobody would i think the h2o might be the only one that people would want to buy out of that maybe six but yeah. nobody would want to buy resurrection on its own so they're like well we're just going to put them all mm. together and then they can spend like 150 dollars and get the whole thing yeah so that's it's, that's pretty smart it's i a, mean that's it's good a strategy business. yeah um yeah, and totally. I, I i bought it i mean i probably would have bought resurrection on its own as a like 4k like individual set because i'm a, co a completionist that way but uh, uh -huh. i do own kills <laughs> despite my my nay um so we're yeah. going to we'll, we'll, we'll get into that yeah well you're okay you're <laughs> gonna go kills. over the synopsis and uh just just before that well what we're gonna do just because there's there are a lot of grievances and i don't want this to be a completely negative like let's bash Halloween and Blumhouse and <laughs> David Gordon Green and all that. So we're going to, we're actually going to do like, and I don't know the, the ratios, but we're going to start off and talk about the things that we like and we will refrain yeah. from saying anything nasty. But then, you know, once mm -hmm. we get to the, the, uh, the negatives, then, you know, like all bets are off. Like we're going to, we're going to exactly. get as, as nitty gritty and downright nasty as we need to. Zach Cherry versus David Gordon Green. Place your bets. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's a little Freddy versus Jason deleted Thank you. scene for you. Um, What's this and about? I want to say sy synopsis yeah. is loose because I, I feel like everybody listening to this has seen this movie. So I'm, I didn't work hard <laughs> at all on this. Um, I'm just reading it off IMDb, the shortest one, which is a sentence. 
So here we go. <laughs> Just because you know what it's about. Yeah. But here we go. Surviving victims of Michael Myers form a vigilante mob and vow to end his reign of terror after they discover that he is still alive. Halloween kills. I mean, I didn't even incorporate like a sentence with the... <laughs> there, you, there you have it, folks. <laughs> there you have it, folks. That's what that movie's yeah. about. <laughs> Good night. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I do want to say, yeah, uh, to, uh, as a, I don't know if it's an addendum or or whatever, mm-hmm. but, or a precursor more so to what we're going to dive into. The, the buying the Blu-ray, I waited a long time. I didn't buy it when it was released. I got it like a month ago and because I finally was like, you know, I'm ready to see that extended cut. Yeah. And I put it on and I watched it and oh my God. And it was the worst experience I had watching the movie was watching the extended cut for the first time. And I was like, oh, well, at least I got the theatrical cut. But um, I streamed it <laughs> last night off of uh, Apple my I, on Apple, I have all of the my downloads and stuff. Yeah. on Apple, so I open up the app and I I'm streaming it off my laptop, so I could do laundry while I watched it and took notes and things because <laughs> I knew I knew I needed to do something else. Yeah. And I went in probably you know the the, the lowest I've ever felt like going into this movie, and uh, because I went in that way, um, I it was surprisingly more. Positive. The positives were so po- much more positive for me. I was just like, I mean, I do like that. And I do like that. So it was much more like a zigzag of an experience yeah. for me. Like, you know, well, here's you something were... you like, here's something you don't. Yeah. Well, it's funny that and you say that because you we were talking about your notes. Because I actually took some notes, too. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I never take notes. I keep everything <laughs> mental. Uh, but but yeah. I knew, like, for this, like, there were specific things that I wanted to, to point out. Uh, but you were telling me right. about no, your note-taking process and how it was a zigzag because on the on the uh, left really column, was. you would write the positives. On the right, you would write uh-huh. the negatives. And you just kept going back yeah. that way. So that's uh, – it's interesting that – It really did. Yeah, yeah that, it was a worm, a wiggly worm of note-taking yeah. uh, experience that I had. <clears throat> but I started out with uh, quite a few positives. The first one I have is just the uh, – I just like how we open with Cameron and and Frank, because at that particular moment, I know exactly where we are yeah. as far as placement in the last movie, you know, because um, I know who that is and I know who that is. And I like that. I'm like, oh, OK, continuity right away. This is what I used to live for as a kid horror fan yeah. is is. Yes, let them be connected. Let me know that it's the same. I loved things that took place on there. The first time I found out that Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, yeah. took place the same night as Halloween 1, <laughs> brain explosion in my teens. Yeah. I was like, because I, I was like, how did this much time go by without me seeing? Yeah. It's like one movie. It's like one great big movie. <laughs> so I, I got a little of that this mm-hmm. time. I was just kind of like, oh, it's the same night. It's the, I can feel the chill in the air and I know who that is and I know what mm-hmm. just happened. So that made me happy. How about you? There's, Something for you? There's definitely a lot of parallels. Like if we're looking at uh, Halloween 1978 to Halloween uh, 2, 1981, uh, between 2018 and, and Kills. Uh, so, I mm. yeah, I really do like the 
that's just sort of like the, the cross continuity of having it take place on the same night and a lot of the same characters you actually mentioned in the, in the 2018 how you didn't realize at first that a lot of the victims in Halloween Kills are actually introduced in 2018 yes. so it's kind of there yeah. there's this there's this sort of world <laughs> building uh mm-hmm. among the 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 David Gordon Green films that I actually really do appreciate because it's like not only does it feel connective uh just in terms of like these movies, but it also feels like like the Haddonfield that we're seeing in these movies is probably the closest of what I could imagine would be Haddonfield from mm-hmm. the first two movies. Because, you know, once you get to four, five, and six, I'm just like, like the Haddonfield that John Carpenter created, which is so, like, even then, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the original, but, like, the way that Haddonfield is depicted in that movie in 1978, it it just feels so surreal Mm -hmm. to me because it's basically we're in Pasadena and we're, it's made to look like it's uh, the Midwest. You know, it's yes. it, it, there's this there's this quality about it that just feels very unworldly and mm. it's hasn't been replicated other than like probably the one and two uh, of like the original uh, movies. Sure. But just in terms of what they've created with with these movies, like I feel like that looks the closest like of what I'd imagine Haddonfield of that un- otherworldly Haddonfield from John Carpenter's original would look like 40 years later. So I commend, mm-hmm. I commend them for that. You know, had like Haddonfield yeah. looks good. Um, yeah, I agree. And I- I'm actually really glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause my next positive is also the, the flashback as far as production value, <clears throat> completely absolutely mm-hmm. on point in terms of even just seeing them kind of like gathered together in the alley, even though I'm getting maybe distinctly more Halloween 2 vibes from it, I think that in and of itself is an achievement because Halloween 2 does feel like the same night. So seeing Halloween Kills go into the same night, yeah. <laughs> you know, the aftermath of the first movie and succeed, make me feel that, you know, again, like that chill in the yeah. air and make me feel... um that like the fencing and the even the green the shrubberies you know like all the foliage around them and uh, the the color palette and 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 the way it's shot and right down to like the very end of it when we finally get Michael Myers reveal uh, in the Myers house the Myers house itself oh my god with the paint like chipping off of everything I mean, the, oh, the continuity god, is what like the the crack in the window from where the yes. the, the pipe uh, swung into it from from. Earlier yes. in the night with Dr. Loomis. From the angry villagers, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, because that was in the, the sequel. Oh, from, it's not from in, Lonnie. In continuity. I mean, like, when, when right, Loomis right, right, is up right, there right. with uh, Brackett, and he's telling his story, and then and then it goes like, and right, right, he pulls out the right, gun. That's right. And he's like, yeah. you must th- think me a very tense doctor, or whatever he says. And yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just think <laughs> you're plain scared. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I do have a permit yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do have a permit. Yeah. <laughs> but um but I mean, yeah, and then but again, like I'm I I can't help but kind of drool a little bit yeah. out the side of my mouth as a cinephile 
um, and a Halloween fan yeah. um, to see Michael Myers again look even more so than in 2018 because the mask is aged and everything like yeah. that, but they captured how it should look that many years later. You know, but the fact that same night Michael Myers shape mask and body language and everything like that, he feels like it, the Michael yeah. of Halloween 1978. And oh my God, my heart, my heart. And I mean, not, mm. I don't want to like jump into negative territory here, but it's almost like seeing that because I think like that really is the best part of the movie. And mm. It almost like makes me wish like what I would have wanted from this movie is to have more like the continuity actually follow that, you know, because that's the beauty mm -hmm. of of what they're doing, like just by making a new timeline is that you can create whatever new continuity you want in that span in between. Um, mm -hmm. And if they're just like, no, his reign of terror didn't end there. You know, there was someone else died. Um, right. It was just one person, but they could have they could have gone on with that more. Um, and, you know, especially since like Jamie Lee Curtis obviously had her allotted screen time, they could have even done a thing where like we have present day stuff and we have flashback stuff. So then they can like kind of balance at 50, 50. Cause that would have been interesting mm. to like keep going into the past and seeing what had happened. You know, maybe they didn't, catch Michael right away. And, and, you know, we're watching certain things play out in 1978 as they're playing out in present day 2018 and sort of like these parallels until like the very end, you know, they could do the mob scene. And, but then like in, in 1978, we can see like a similar thing where like Michael is uh, apprehended just cause it's right. almost like, it, it was almost like, okay, we're, we're going to like get all the good stuff, but we're just going to put it right here. And then like, we'll, we'll figure out the rest. So <laughs> it would have been nice to just like balance that and kind of like, you know, pace it out for the rest of the movie. Cause I think like, I but do think speaking. that, well, no, I just want to say like, I do think that the, like the first 20 yeah. minutes of Halloween kills are very strong and they're like very well, uh, like mm. just in terms of like as good as direction as we could get from David Gordon Green. It's just like the, the best parts of, of the movie are in the, the first 20 minutes. And again, I feel like because a lot of it is evocative of John Carpenter and that's why it's, it uh. is so much better because like anytime you're doing John Carpenter, it's that because mm -hmm. John Carpenter is what Halloween is to me. So that's why I think it works right. so much better than and what, than what follows it. it. Sure. And, and I definitely feel it kind of throughout, but the time I feel it the most mm. where, again, another like head explosion happens uh, and it happened this time, too. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I do really love this part. It's just the 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 I don't know if it's on a dolly or if they're just zooming out, but they're, do I guess, dollying away from uh, uh, Michael Myers standing in front of the Myers house with Loomis behind him and all of the uh, uh, police force have their, you know, guns drawn on him yeah. and they're just playing the original score, <laughs> yeah. just peeling away from him, just like we did in the original opening you know, with young clown mask wearing boy, Michael Myers, mm -hmm. uh, at, you know, where it all began. And I, oh my God, I, I can't, I can't, I, I, there's no words. It's just amazing. It's just, it's cinema. Yeah. Chef's kiss. More of that, yeah. more of that. I, I yeah. Cause I don't something. mind, I don't <laughs> mind like homage stuff like that. Like anytime they can make a parallel, like that's amazing. And, yeah. and like, especially the score there. I don't, I think that, cause I mean, I feel like the, the score itself is like almost like carried over from the original. I don't know what 
mm. anything new that they really added to it. I'd have to listen to it again. I know you've talked to mm. me about things in the score that aren't particularly great, so I'll, I'll, we'll save that for for later. We'll but, save that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just in terms of like what is does work well here. Like I, I like at least like the connective tissue of of like the the sound design of the movie and, and all that. Like that works really mm-hmm. well. There is something I, I wanted to mention in the. Uh, the extended cut uh, in the opening here, which um, uh, similar to you, I watched the, well, I don't know when you watched the extended cut for the first time, I guess like when you uh, had just seen it, but like a month ago. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I bought the 4k when they, when it first released. So I've owned it in my mm-hmm. possession. I have not watched it until last night. Uh, and I put it on for mm. the first time and uh, watched the extended cut that I had never seen before. And there were, I, there were only really two instances of, like, there were a few things that I noticed. I'm like, okay, that's different or that was taken out. But there were only two times where I felt like that should have been left in. And the one thing that should have been left in absolutely was the scene where Michael was behind the bush when Lonnie first sees him. Oh, Because that built up the tension and explained why he was running afterwards. He was like running away because he had already seen him. And it just like created this, yeah. it almost like this again, like going back to like the mystique of Michael and kind of like this um, supernatural element of him where it's just like, we see him just disappear behind the bush and there's really nowhere he could go without being seen. But when Lonnie goes around right. and it's like, where did he go? Like that was yeah scary. Th- I mean, scary. how what did that take up? Less than a minute of screen time, but it's just like every mm-hmm. second of that was worth it and should have been left in there um, because mm-hmm. it it built up the tension. Because when we do first see Michael in the like a, the theatrical cut, I think that's when Lonnie trips over and then we just see him walking towards him. So already like it's just we've kind of skipped over like. The part where, you know, you're we're starting to build suspense and already he's just coming right for him. So it's right. I mean, I, I'm trying to like make, keep this as a positive. I think that that was good. That should have been left in. So I don't know what <laughs> people consider to be canon, whether, you know, we're going by the theatrical or the extended. Because, I mean, I, again, mm, with this right. franchise, it's hard to kind of dis, like decipher what is actually the even within like the individual timelines, what is canon? Because you have two different versions of each Rob Zombie film. You have two cuts of right. Halloween Six. You have now right. an extended cut of um, of Halloween Kills. I don't like it. Doesn't mm-hmm. alter the the movie that much, but it's still there's certain things in there, um, and that's similar to like you know if people you talked about it and they're like, well, that never happened because it wasn't seen on screen. It's in the extended cut, you know. So I don't know what mm-hmm. your opinion is on on things like that because. I think it depends on how much respect you have for the director and how yeah. much uh how much freedom you know in the in in the discovery of like you know the filmmaking process how much freedom did the filmmaker actually have um and how many things were they kind of forced to do because I mean I, I think at the end of the day like the audience or each audience member I should say yeah. will make up their own canon yeah. you know <laughs> like um yeah, for this one, I, I think I'm safe with going with the theatrical cut for everything yeah. as canon. Because because uh, I don't even want to finish that sentence because we're talking about good stuff. I'll say it later. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, speaking of which, I didn't know if this is for better or worse. But if you have an answer, sure. I'm curious. 
do do you have an opinion that you can share now <laughs> about why uh, the shape lets Lonnie go in this uh, flashback sequence when he's on the pavement? Um, I mean, maybe there, there's like two reasons because uh, Hawkins and the other guy were approaching him and he just saw okay. them and then kind of like dipped out. Or it might just be that, like, he really was, like, laser-focused on his house and didn't even notice Lonnie, where it's just kind of like, I'm just making a beeline for my home. Because it was, like, right in front of, like, on the other side of the street, right? So mm-hmm. he might have just been, like, kind of, you know how Michael moves, kind of, like, he doesn't he doesn't kind of, like, take little detours. He walks in, like, straight lines, turns, moves. And then- so, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> just like the, the the sort of robotic nature of of like the the way he moves. So I think that it was just sort of a thing where maybe if Lonnie had tripped like a few feet before, he would have like looked down and been like, "Who's this kid that's blocking my way? Stab, move on." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it made me wonder because this is the second time this particular mm-hmm. Michael Myers has let a living like a life, you know kind of survive uh chronologically as far as what we're seeing on screen because in 2018 it was the baby yeah and now it's and now it's lonnie in this flashback and it made me wonder like okay they're both what they have in common is they're both uh minors but really what they have in common is the fact that they're both in absolute positions of surrender and complete vulnerability like, they're not going to fight back. Yeah. If you stab the baby, it's not going to fight you. If you stab Lonnie, he's just laying there. He's not, you know, you're not going to be able to see the fear in his eyes. He's, he might not struggle. Maybe it's, you know, maybe the fun of it is the struggle, is yeah. somebody who's going to actually, like, either be afraid of you or fight back or some yeah. kind of, like, mixture I, of the I team. mean, I understand I what you're saying, that. but I disagree because I think that, like, even though Lonnie mm-hmm. might be, like, in a submissive position at that point he still is aware of the the damage that michael can do or just like or like you know like what what he's capable of or or just like you know that michael obviously has that connection with his victims where it's just like it's like he can taste the fear or smell it you know it's 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 right it's part of his essence of like you know he it's almost like he can sniff it out and he sees it with the baby (laughs) like you know we we talked about before the baby is not aware or like you know, even cognizant sure. of of who or what Michael is, or even like what Michael could be, because it's a baby. It doesn't understand these these things in life yet. So, for for Michael to kill a baby, it's just there's nothing to gain from it for him because there's like the the ex- the baby won't have any experience in getting murdered by a, like a masked maniac. Whereas like a kid sure. in, in Lonnie's position where he's already seen him and he's in a vulnerable spot where he's tripped over and he's, you know, can't, he's like paralyzed by fear. That's prime for Michael to, you know, go in there and do his thing. Cause we've seen many times in this franchise where people have been paralyzed by the fear of Michael and they've just been like, please no. And he's just like, <laughs> maybe he, he'll might, he might like play a trick on them and like disappear. And they'll be like, huh? huh? And then he'll appear somewhere else and, and kill them at that point. But it's it, the thing is that like, they could have killed Lonnie. I mean, I don't, after 2018, yeah. they couldn't cause they already established that Cameron was his sure. son. But I mean, if they right. wanted to, it's just like Lonnie hasn't really, I mean, it's, 
even though it's a new timeline, they could have just been like, oh, yeah, remember that bully kid from the original? Well, Michael killed him, too, in 1978. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, like, it, they could have. I just, I just think it was, been... it, was, it was more so, I think, that the reason for even having any of that in there was because they had to have the, the scene at the bar where it's just like, here are the survivors. And then it's just like Lonnie Elam survived a face-to-face encounter with the shape. And it's just like, whatever, man, that's new information. <laughs> you know? Okay. Sticking to the good stuff. Yeah. But I will say I do have another theory also now. Yeah. Maybe Michael Myers' vision is based on movement. And if you just drop to the ground and hold very still. Is he like the, the, the dog in Tenebrae? <laughs> you just he's gotta... like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park in Jurassic World. Just If you really want to get it, get his attention, you got to pull out a red sparkler. I think we should have a crossover, find out somebody pulls the mask off and finally reveals that Michael Myers has really been a T-Rex this whole time. That can't happen. But anyway, <laughs> um, the, another thing I appreciate, I really dig... The 13 jack-o'-lanterns, because they look real, number one. They don't look like CGI mess like, you know, 2018's jack-o'-lantern did. Mm -hmm. But I love that. I also love the fact that, like, the ones that represent the Rob Zombie movies are kind of, like, in the background and, like, the quickest to, like, kind of, and here they are and they're gone. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry if I offended anybody. So uh, hold hold on a second. So each one of them was supposed to represent a movie represent a halloween movie yeah well, like why would a, there be like the 13? franchise would there because be there this were the eight 12. of the wait because there were eight of the original then there's rob zombies to yeah. oh this is the 12th sorry yeah. did i miscount okay 12 yeah this one this halloween ends is going to be the 13th anyway i yeah. can't count i can't do math okay i appreciated the 12 jack-o'-lanterns of halloween uh, so wait did they look did, uh, were they like sort of uh, designed to represent the the, the jack-o'-lantern not in the really movies. like they were all on fire yeah. but the two the, if you look at them in sequence i remembered seeing the two rob zombie ones were kind of like the smallest and the mo- and then the most in the background or at least that's what i saw yeah. and they seemed they seemed to kind of like be there and then go out and then all of a sudden one tooth you know or one and two not one two three yeah. of uh the 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 2018 and yeah. kills and everything like that i think I another noise yeah I, something else to, to point out is that as of this movie halloween has now caught up uh in terms of just having the most number of entries in a in a franchise well i mean it's tied with uh friday the 13th which had that spot for such a long time like like since 2009 uh or even before that because i think like the friday the 13th was always kind of like ahead of all the other franchises because they basically released one every year in the 80s uh but it's Mm -hmm. but you know as of like halloween ends halloween is going to overtake friday the 13th so that's uh yeah i mean we'll see how long that that lasts but uh reclaim the throne michael (laughs) um that makes me happy though. That'll I'm be sure. that'll be part of the new uh Friday the thirteenth where uh Pamela Voorhees was just like they thought they could take away your spot, Jason. <laughs> but now you have to have another movie. Yes. <laughs> the thirteenth movie <laughs> You've been away from audiences for far too long. But um anyway, um another positive that I really appreciate is I love Brian the Bartender. 
Um, there's, uh, he's so clearly, I mean, if he is an actor, he is a brilliant actor because there is nothing of performance in his performance. He's just talking like a man who works his shift and can go on as long as you're willing to listen to him. And I just get the best sense from him. Like his character is even named Brian after the actor. His name is Brian Mays, the Mm -hmm. man. And I just, I, 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 I don't know if I want more of him in the movie because I don't know if he'd be able to carry anything beyond like kind of what he does, but what he does, he does so well. He is, he's, he's like my Sandy for Friday the 13th, you know, like, like, I honestly, Friday the 13th. I love the bartender in Halloween. I honestly couldn't understand a thing he was saying. Um, and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to say like too much about him because, because like, that, okay. I think that we'll get into like complaint territory, uh, not anything specifically with, with his character, but just, uh, maybe more so in terms of like the people in general and that ah. scene. But, uh, That's yeah, no, I, I could him. not understand the thing he was saying. I was just like, should I put on the subtitles for them? Like, nah. <laughs> he's he's just, care. he's just talking shit. Yeah. I mean, no, it's he just, great. like, it definitely feels like a real person for sure like i yeah I like that it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's in the movie you know it's just like he's it's 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 yeah. real you know <laughs> so he, he makes me he makes me want to visit haddonfield you yeah. know like that's that's the feel i get it's just like ooh, people like you awesome mm-hmm. um i i am really fond of the sequence uh back at Lori's uh with uh michael myers kind of like what uh, ascension as it were or whatever the firefighter like, scene yeah. yeah um i don't i don't mind the bruce lee of it all because if bruce lee can do it why not michael myers it's a um, it's a fun sequence yeah, yeah. i love so i dig that yeah and i like the fact that he was kind of like we see that he survived because he was uh like hiding in the the gun shed closet thing with the with the steel yes. door that came down. So that was a good way to, yeah. I mean, not only did, the, did that kind of uh, explain the end of Halloween 2018, where we kind of cut back to the basement and then he's not there. So it just yes. like, okay. Cause he went and hid in the, uh, the, the little storage yeah. shed there. So, so that was nice. And, um, yeah. I noticed, uh, cause I, I noticed this when they released the trailers, um, very, my bloody Valentine 3d, when he uh, takes the pickaxe into the uh, <laughs> the, the firefighter's uh, mask, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I I and I like the kills again. Like the kills, um, I, I mean, we'll see as we keep going on because I I'm you know, but well, well yeah, actually because we're getting there. But hold on, um, the next thing that I like is the hospital arrival. Just in terms of, I uh, I adore the way. It unfolds, you know, with trauma. Like we get a sense of like the people we've lost, the people that Karen, like Karen and Allison have lost the male yeah. figure of the household, um, with, with Ray. And I like, and I don't really, the thing, I like it because it made me care about Ray through them. I don't care about Ray, but because mm-hmm. they care about him. Yeah. I care about him. I, well, even know? like the, the, um, the, the bloody I, hands oh. and the sink and the, and the, oh the wedding band. Cause I feel it's almost like yes. she forgot about Ray in the, cause mm-hmm. they were so caught up in the adrenaline of ever, the, right, of everything. Right. Cause even in 2018, when, when Lori sees Michael has like arrived at the compound and she's like yelling at Karen to get downstairs and Karen's like, where's Ray? And just like, get downstairs. Right. So it's like almost like it hadn't even dawned on her that yet that she had lost him. 
And there is a scene, actually, it's in the extended cut where she goes into the morgue. And I wish that this scene was actually, I mean, I'm glad that it was omitted because it was just like, it was oh, weird. Because the, the morgue attendant was like, you can't be in here. You can't be in here. Because it made me like think like, no, because he wouldn't be there because his body was in the house. It's like basically burned up uh, with sure. with everything else there. So he's, yeah, he's he's like lost forever. Um so I did kind of like that it just in terms of like it, it, it almost was this realization almost like because now that like we've survived, but now like everything is kind of coming back and like we're, mm. we're getting grounded again. So but the, the thing yeah. is, and I don't I mean, again, I'm not going to like go into complaint territory, but that's a scene where I wish that they had like held on it a little bit longer because it does feel very rushed. Like the morgue stuff mm. obviously extends it, but like that's not how you extend a moment like this, like there should have been more with, with her and Allison. And it just felt, and not even like that, but just like, just the stuff of like her washing the bloody hands and, and noticing the ring, like that mm. could have, that could have been held a little bit longer on the screen. It could have, but I, I, the fact that it was included at all, the fact that we went there and the fact that also I like the, just the fact that Karen gets to kind of like have her feelings privately so she can be there for her daughter yeah. when her daughter needs to completely unleash uh, in the uh, stairwell. And that uh, first introduction of the line of like, you know, he'll always be with us even though we can't see him and all of that. It, 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 that, that was, all of this was like so encouraging <laughs> um, as, as an entry point, you know, into the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then what follows after that, which is a huge bonus for me, is the Sandra and Phil kill. My God, that sequence. Mm-hmm. With this sweet, uh, for those of you who don't know their names, the, the elderly couple that w- that get it in their house and really establish for me for the first time within the framework of this movie what a fucking asshole Michael Myers is <laughs> in this continuity. And I like it. I like that he is a threat. I like that he, that I'm not going, yeah, when he kills. Um, I like mm. that it's, uh, 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 as as gruesome as it is it's painful in its gruesomeness but it's also painful emotionally because watching sandra wa- you know have to hear her husband killed because i don't i don't remember how much she sees of it or she, she watches the whole stuff, thing but then she well oh well i mean yeah. she really gets to yeah she's eventually when seat. she's yeah. Just yeah, just sitting right there. That oh my god! But even everything, just like as she's trying to get out the 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 kitchen door, and just her scream cry, you know, as as he's like breaking the fluorescent light tube and like coming towards her and everything like that. And I feel like there was a little extra footage there. I'm not sure, but I feel like in the extended cut, they they held on a few shots a little bit longer. It did feel like there was um, there was more kills, yeah, like more like, lo- like more and, oh. Kills, yeah. And I ate it up. I ate it up in a, in a horrible way. But I mean, I guess I'm a masochist. Like, yeah, hurt me, hurt me movie. And yeah. it did. And it was so good. But it was, oh, God, I love feeling sad, but also a strange kind of uh, rush of adrenaline be- that's fear-based, mm-hmm. you know, that thing. That movies, uh, there are a lot of movies that don't do that. Uh, now, there are a lot of requels that don't do that. And I was grateful for it with the with the two of them. So that's a big mm-hmm. positive for me. Uh, yeah, um, I definitely. I feel like uh, they felt like more 
real people and like other characters that we'll get to okay. later on uh, that I did appreciate <laughs> them. And I did like, you know, seeing her again. Um, and I liked their chemistry too, as, as like this, uh, this married couple. And I, I love the, the line so that, that they, there's a, he says something about, uh, they're like, Oh, the old Strode place is on fire or something. Or like, they don't say right. that, but then, but then he says, uh, well, she lives a very, a highly flammable lifestyle. <laughs> and she's like, don't you be talking <laughs> shit about that woman. She'll fuck yes. you up. <laughs> yes. Again, world building. Yeah. Like they're, they, they live in Haddonfield. They know who Laurie Strode is yeah. and they both have opinions of her. Yeah. Like I dig that. I totally um, dig that. Just because we, we, we got a little ahead of this, but just because like within that first, 20 or so minutes um yeah i really do kind of love like the scene transitioning at that point because we have because we do start off with the the cameron discovering hawkins and then right. segueing into the flashback and then i think we we start off like after the the titles it's like at the the bar um yeah. which i mean I, I mean like i'll I have grievances, but we'll talk about that later. But still, like, mm-hmm. we're that's typical. Like, we're not gonna go right into it. Like, you know, other movies, you know, after the the height of the action before the the titles, you know, you want to mellow out a bit, and we're kind of reintroducing these characters yes. again. And not that I'm like particularly fond of Tommy's speech or whatever, but I did like how it ended of him just like, "Here's to you, Laurie. Like, wherever you are." Smash cut to them on the back of the truck. With her just like screaming in pain with this like gut wound and just bleeding everywhere. <laughs> yes. It was just like, yes. it was such a, it was just like wherever you, like, we don't know where you are, but it's like this, we like, just in case you, you forgot, you know, if you're tuning yeah. in, this is where she is. And right. that's then where we get the, the famous scene from the trailer of the fire trucks uh zipping by her <laughs> and i love too how like even uh judy greer like karen um, was like she because you know like the entire last movie she's just like oh like mo- like mom's crazy or whatever and then at this mm-hmm. point she's like fully on board like no like don't go back you know it's so it was yeah, nice yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of see them all kind of conformed yeah. to, to the 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 same ideal of just like no let it burn um, yeah, they're on the same page. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I don't <laughs> want to get into like complaining territories, but that's okay, so hard okay, because okay. like every good point is like followed by like <laughs> five bad uh, things. So it's it's it's, okay. it's 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 difficult. But um, but no, I really love that because then that's I, that's where we transition to the the firefighter scene, and then I think that's where mm. Lori arrives at the hospital. And we kind of get mm. that, like Karen washing the the blood off of her hands, and it right, kind of, right. and then I think directly after that is the the scene that you mentioned with uh, Sandra and Phil. Yeah, yeah. so I think like it's really strong, really strong opening yes. to yes. this point that I'm just kind of like fully on board with this movie, and I was like really into it by then. But I, yeah, this is where this is where the zigzag really starts taking yeah. off. Uh, um, to to zag. <laughs> well, because no. the zig, I guess, is. Oh, well, well, no, huh? I think there's still like there's a few good things. No, there to, are. To talk yeah, about no, the, because I... the zig, the zig is to for me, the zig is to the right to the negative, and the zag is to the left to the po- back to the positive. So I'm zagging. Back to my back to my positive because yeah. I'm looking at a list here. Okay. Um, the uh the, another thing that i really really appreciate um and this is like something 
that kind of bespeaks, I think, what the movie is trying to do on, on, or that I believe the movie is trying to do, um, to satisfy both arguments. And I think we brought this up mm-hmm. or we touched on it in Halloween 2018. Um, it happens when we get Allison's account in the hospital versus Karen's account of what happened in the hospital. Uh, when they're both talking about like why Michael followed Lori or why, you know, how did he, he how did he know where to go? Yeah, exactly. And Allison, it's all fact-based. She was right there. She witnessed it. She says, you know, uh, Sartain wanted to see it was, he was the one who wanted. It was his obsession, not Michael. Exactly. Exactly. All that stuff. And then you've got, you've got Karen who's kind of like echoing everything she was raised with. Uh, with her mother, <laughs> with Lori, um, just kind of like, no, she put us in the line of fire because she knew he'd come for her, and he did. He did come for her. And well, I mean, Karen, <laughs> and this is not a negative because I'm just we're just speaking about like what happens in the movie. Like Karen, like really full on turns into a Karen in in some oh, of these yeah. hospital scenes. Like she's just like, do you have enough security guards? I don't think you have enough security guards. <laughs> Oh no, no, yeah, totally. I, I, yeah. I adore that. But, but prior to that, just the fact yeah. that, like, I feel like the reason their accounts are contrasting and we're even zigzagging in the cuts, like back and yeah. forth between the two of them, I think it's to kind of like appease audience members. So people who want, who were really, really comfortable with the lore that had Lori and Michael inexorably linked. Um, whether it was brother or sister or whether or even just killer victim, like yeah. people who still want to feed off of that, they can believe Karen's side. And people who don't want that, who who love the fact that in the original movie, yeah. no, without continuity, you know, for any sequels or anything that happened, the fact that the thing that terrifies them the most is some random guy saw some random girl and said you for no for no reason other than she just happened to be the one that he decided to you're going to yeah. be the one I scare I I'm mean, going to kill your friends and I'm going to terrorize you I tonight. looked I didn't look at it like um, you know like another like a choose your own adventure within the choose your own adventure I looked at it more of just like Karen not having the information but Allison kind of sort of amending the complaints that people had made mm, with 2018 uh, and just in terms of like why would this? Because I mean, like the Sartain storyline was heavily criticized. I think I, I, I think you even sure. said like you know you had an issue, even though you you really do uh, appreciate 2018, how that was like clearly a flaw with the movie. So it's almost like kind of their their way of acknowledging it um, without mm-hmm. like <laughs> maybe the whole thing with Karen was to kind of like buffer the like we're sorry, but you know like <laughs> we're still gonna make excuses. <laughs> like <a> little- <laughs> Well, but like a little column A, a little column B, and yeah. if you want, and if you want to adhere to either one of them, yeah. you can. But also, if you just want to see it as two different yeah. people having two different sides of the same story, then yeah. you know you can. What are your What are um, your thoughts on Allison in this movie? Um, I mean, we can talk about that in the positives. Um, yeah, I think everything that she does. <clears throat> And everything that she handles, because I mean, she's large. Strikingly enough, uh, she she. I don't think she does as much in this movie as she did in the first one. Like, I mean, but in the first one, you know, like there are all these other venues. She 
decided to go to dinner. Then she decided to follow her grandmother out of dinner and leave the family behind. And then she decided to go to the to the dance. And then she decided to leave. And so, I mean, if we're talking agency as decision making and actions that you take, um, she, I guess, are you could make a case that she had more agency maybe yeah uh, or more examples of agency in 2018 but there's yeah. i feel like there's more internal uh work going on like we catch her in a lot more private moments a lot more i don't know just like things resonating with her yeah. like the way she looks at her grandmother when she does make the decision to leave the hospital the way yeah. she sits there and carries that story about her dad while Lonnie's talking about you know yeah. the fact that he used to sell him or they used to smoke peyote together and he used to sell him drugs and just as she, and she's just sitting there listening but to having this very vulnerable you know Mm-hmm. Uh, moment that where she's crying in the backseat of the car, but not attracting any attention and not making the scene about her. Um, I think she's, I mean, ev- and even when she comes face to face with Michael, Michael's more focused on Cameron and then her mother. She's kind of like the bridge between the two of them. He'll deal you know? with her in hands, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, well, so, I, I mean, it's not a complaint, but yeah. I think I, I love seeing her on screen in this. Movie. I, I, I mean, I was going to say I, I liked her a story. lot because I, I mean, I was kind of tepid on her in 2018. Like, I, you know, mm. no big deal. I, I think I even mentioned in that podcast how she kind of like, you know, had this thing where she was like, clearly it was almost like there was this uh, divide uh, between Karen and, and grandmother, where it's just like she was on Lori's side, but then you have the scene where they're, uh, at the school and she's like, say goodbye to Michael because like, you know, yeah. you're driving your family crazy. So it was just like, are you really on her side? Like, I don't, like, it, it was just not as focused. Whereas I feel like in this movie, she's kind of, she's chosen a side, like, uh, chosen a side and, more so embraced what she has to do. But, you know, again, like what she has to do, you know, we'll get to that. Um, but I do, I do like her better here. And we, we did their, our uh, final girl ranking. And uh, I don't remember exactly where she placed out of all 86, but I know like we, we, we were pretty favorable to her. We, we were, we yeah, were good we to were. her. And um, I think just like, just in terms of like, what she does here like there's a scene later on where she comes out with the shotgun and even though he like deflects that really quickly she's like quick to like take out that knife and set yes. in the gut. so she's like prepared yeah. she knows what she's got to do um yeah. and it's like and i, I don't that. i can't remember if this is was in the theatrical cut but she when she's like leaving preparing to leave with the uh the mob or like tommy and, mm. and uh cameron she has the knife wrapped up and just like leaves it next to Lori's bedside and said something, but like you'll need this to protect yourself. I don't remember that was that, it, was... that was in the theatrical version. <clears throat> okay, yeah, it was in the theatrical version. Yeah, um, and I, so like I think that. just I just like in terms of her, because this is you know if I if we have to designate a final girl for this movie, I think that it would be Allison because it's clearly not Lori. Lori has does yeah. nothing in this movie, and Karen is clearly you know, not is, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> she was, yeah, I mean, she doesn't she doesn't make it out of the movie, so it's you know there's got there's oh, got to be someone. So I you know I feel like good like good job, but I mean like not the 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 best movie to represent you as a final girl. So <laughs> we'll see where right. she lands in in the next one. But I definitely <laughs> I I definitely liked her a lot more. Uh, 
yeah. post Halloween 2018. Cause you know, we don't like, we don't have any more of those bullshit scenes, like her running into the field of mannequins and just oh, screaming god. because like, Oh my God, mannequins. That's so scary. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I she was definitely more in control. Allison like you said, that. like yeah. had, had much more agency yeah. and, uh, yeah. And she got to like basically defy her mother. So, you know, it's, and that's always good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, down with Karen. But uh, <laughs> so, so you're not Judy a fan Greer. of Karen in this movie, then? I mean, uh, we'll get into it with yeah. my grievances. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but what I do, one person, another person who I am a fan of, again, just in terms of like what she was allowed to do, and in terms of like what I got from her when she was on screen, mm-hmm. is Lindsay. Um, particularly with that sack of bricks or rocks, I can't remember which it is, that she pelts Michael with. Yeah. We won't talk about the rest of the scene, just the, the preceding scene yet. Um, but just and the brief pursuit that follows uh, along the banks of the river. I feel like it's it sets her up in a way that I already feel the movie has kind of locked and loaded her. There's something about just watching that actress listened to Tommy's speech the way she listens and the way she just kind of like observes. Cause she's been largely an observer up until that point in the park. Yeah. Um, so the fact that like, we finally get to see her be proactive and fight yeah. Michael and not fuck it up. Uh, I find incredibly yeah. encouraging and, and also completely, completely believable. Like, I'm just like, yes, you, you are a fighting bitch. You are a biting, a bi- biting, a biting. <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay. A biting well, blood. Yeah. Hound. First of all, uh, Kyle Richards. So like same yes. actress, uh, you know, returning yes. to, to play the role 43 uh, years later. Um, so already, yeah, already like incredible and she i mean i was surprised because i mean like the only like i just know kyle richards mostly from like yeah the original halloween but she's also like a real housewife of uh beverly hills so it's yeah so it's just kind of like i didn't expect her like i was not expecting that performance from her or that level of her to like kind of rise to the occasion and Um. you know not that like you know i feel like this is a character that is so peripheral in the original like she could have really gone on to be anything else uh this many years later so it's you know i don't feel that anything's inconsistent because like this is you know she's like they built it up like you know she was affected by this happening to her so many years ago but just like i didn't need to see that you know she was prepared for this like in a way that like Lori had prepared for this or whatever i just you know like seeing that Mm -hmm. like she's you know, sees these kids in the park, those little asshole kids, and she just has this sort of like this um, maternal instinct to just go and protect them and just be like, where are your parents sort of thing. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, like when she does kind of see like, there's Michael, I've got to do something and is really the only one who effectively fights back against him. I think like even <laughs> compared to like any other mob member in the movie or later on like i i i like she's really the one that like knows what she's doing it seems and she knows when to run and that moment of her you know as brief as it is of you know and it is extended in the uh, extended cut which again i feel that they should have 
kept every every tense moment of that scene in the movie because I Absolutely. was gripping like they're gonna kill Lindsay like no you and especially after what she she just did like no you're you're not gonna yeah, do this no so um yeah she she's you know like probably one of the best parts of of, of the movie just in terms of like character wise for me and that right. uh yeah that was probably the scariest that you know Halloween kills got to being a scary movie for me because that mm-hmm. that was frightening. Yeah. And also, I noticed that they um, like the, the music completely like drowned out at that moment. Like it was like a chase scene with no sound, yes, and it was like, yes. and I because this is John Carpenter scoring it again, and we know from the original where you know like that whole thing of just like is is it effective with the music? Is it not? And it's like it was like it didn't need the music there because it was almost like it's so quiet that it made it feel like nobody's around, nobody's there to save her, like her support system has all been taken out. So it, it almost like added to the tension. Cause I think especially where she's like heavily breathing, hiding behind that tree, having mm-hmm. him like not he- hear her or whatever. I, I did want to ask you though, do you, th- is there more to that scene? Because there should be <laughs> in when they return yeah. uh, or when they find her, she is not where she was before. She's kind of closer right, to the right. bridge and she looks a lot bloodier. I don't even think she was bloody at all when we left her. Like she's like got blood coming out of her mouth or like on her face. She's like covered in dirt. So I don't know if there is like more to it. Like he found her and like stabbed her or roughed her up or something and then left her for dead. Uh, because that's the impression. That's the impression I get. I just look at that. And I'm just like, what are we missing something here? I'm wondering if they shot, you know, like the attack scene uh over by the 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 vehicle and then shot like the aftermath when they find her and maybe there was supposed to be something and they either ran out of time or ran out of money mm-hmm. and figured well he already roughed her up at the car so people will just think that that blood is from because i mean he really slams her into that car um granted we don't see you know like her while she's <laughs> running or hiding like gushing out of her. yeah 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 face, yeah yeah so. we don't see it but i think they 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 might have been uh, uh, what I get the from reshoots. it is that they, yeah, mm-hmm. is that they or that they 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 shot it. They meant to shoot more, and they just ran out of time or money yeah. or both, and or maybe she or maybe she had a conflict with her schedule. That happens yeah. too, and I'm, they couldn't, you know, yeah. finish it off the way they yeah. wanted to, and they figured, well, who's going to pay attention to that except for two guys in a podcast? I noticed. I think a lot of people noticed it, but um, <laughs> I, I did notice that there there is a commentary on the. Uh, the, the movie with um with with the director I, th- I think also uh danny mcbride and jamie lee curtis and judy greer mm. so i don't know i was like should i listen to that and just like kind of see like when they get to that specific scene if they mention it but i just i couldn't be bothered to i'm just like i don't want to hear <laughs> a, especially with jamie lee curtis like not like like i like she's a great storyteller and i love like listening to her but yeah. i know that like if jamie lee curtis is involved in a in a commentary it's nothing is there's probably like the the information that i want to hear about a movie is probably not going to be told because she's she tells more like things that are like different aspects of of the movie which is still great to hear but i i just knew that like that's not a commentary that's probably going to be very conducive to me or for me to like learn more about the movie that i that i want to know about it i mean the luck side of it is that you know where it might be 
in your favor mm-hmm. in terms of that aspect. Um, she's not in the scene, so she might not have anything to say about it. Although, <laughs> I, as I'm saying that, yeah. I'm realizing that that has nothing to do with it. But then she'll just be like, oh, this not, I can tell them about like what I did today or whatever. I don't know if anyone's if anyone uh, listening has listened to the commentary on Halloween Kills. Like, yeah, like let us know. Did they did they mention anything about the? Well, I'm gonna <laughs> the Lindsay scene. I'm gonna listen to it at some point. So if I if yeah. I get to well, you but if someone do, but if someone you know, wants to leave but, a comment yeah. or something, and you and you can yeah, tell us, do we need do we have to listen to it or or should we just skip it if if you've heard it? <laughs> I, I i used to listen to commentaries so much yeah. oh my god like in the early days of dvds when that was the new thing and yeah if, it, yeah, if, if the movie didn't have a commentary such... it'd be like i don't want that exactly it was like <laughs> oh you've got a trailer and like a a, a chapter menu good for you oh loser. god movie some but, uh... <laughs> some don't even have trailers on them like i know like the the blu-ray for the faculty has nothing it might be like animated oh, yeah. animated menus like no, some of them don't even yeah. have that. Some of them yeah. just start playing automatically, and once it reaches the end, it just cycles back to the beginning of the movie. Like yeah. uh, that's Blu-rays. Like, <laughs> that's back like in the days special features. We had menus, special features, and trailers, free rewind. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they used to but, do in um, the days when there was VHS. You had to, you had to rewind it before you you returned it to the video store, or you paid the rewind fee, and that was a bitch. <laughs> But um, we literally, oh gosh, I worked at a video store for like a though. minute and there was, there was a machine that basically just did that. It took like a second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, yeah. we had one, uh, shaped like a 57 Chevy, uh, <laughs> that we would pop the tape into and it would light up when it, when it rewound. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Back to the pod. Um, I also, okay. There's another aspect of this that in a broader sense, I appreciate in terms of like what I think the movie is trying to do. Um, especially with this flashback being present in it. I love Laurie blaming herself in one scene for all of this and for everything happening and for Michael still being alive and all of that. And then that, uh, like moments later, uh, Frank is blaming himself and they, and she gets to finally hear somebody else who has carried that night with them and blamed themselves for, you know, and felt like kind of like that was my night. Like that was my story. Cause I think that's a very human thing to do. We tend to cast ourselves as the narrator in our own lives uh, or as the, uh, the central figure, the protagonist, as it were, when I find, um, and this is just a little insight to me. I find it so much more interesting if you see yourself as not even an antagonist, but as uh, a character in someone else's story. Like you, it makes you feel immeasurably more powerful, and I don't know, maybe kind of like takes the edge off of any anxiety you may feel. And so I, I don't know, just the fact that Laurie gets to kind of like be dimensionalized in a way and hear somebody else be like, "No, I've been carrying this night for, with me for the past forty some years, whatever," mm-hmm. um, and 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 it's really my fault, not yours. Uh, and and for us as an audience to kind of go like guys it's neither of your fault like yeah. and i mean if you want to blame yourselves go for it but that's not going to get you anywhere you just need to take action yeah. now you know to be if, honest if what you like, believe is what you believe go for yeah, it yeah most of the the frank and lori scenes i kind of tuned out i just it's just that uh, aspect just no that I, aspect. I i understand what you're saying i just feel like it just just because it, everything felt so redundant to a point where it's just like okay now we're gonna go to the hospital where things slow down and it just it, i <laughs> it, it, i kind of like those are the scenes where i'm just like okay it, it's just it's just talking you know it's it's just 
Mm-hmm. We're just at the talkies. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much more good stuff I have to say. Um, I will say um, to whoever played Dr. Loomis, at least on the the aesthetic end of it. Oh, yeah. um, amazing. That like looks yeah. exactly like him. Voice. So well, we'll we'll talk about the voice in the in the bats, but I mean like, <laughs> but, but physically like the and I was saw behind the scenes pictures of like the the process and the makeup and the prosthetics and oh. like they really did a great job making him look like oh, Donald Pleasance. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. See. Yeah, I, I haven't gone in on the special features or anything yet, but um, I can't wait to dive into. I that. don't know if I saw that. Uh, I, I, I think have... I just saw that on like an Instagram post, so I'm not sure if it's on the. Oh, okay. Uh, the Blu-ray. Okay. Well, who knows? Yeah. You never know. Um, I just have like three more things that I can go over very quickly. Sure. One thing. Um, while I'm not a huge fan of the whole Big John, Little John thing yeah um i i did find a way to kind of watch the movie (laughs) watch them in the movie this time that actually gives me a lot of pleasure at one point i think it was when they both grab their knives and and big john grabs the charcuterie knife and little john grabs the slightly larger but not that much larger carving knife Mm -hmm. um I kind of got an image of the two of them as cartoon dogs in a Disney movie. And I mean, like, background characters, like, think Lady and the Tramp and think, is it Jacques and Trusty? Um, <laughs> where you've got kind of like a, a sweet, but, you know, slightly, you know, not so sharp, larger yeah. uh, character who's just, who you know, who, who you don't want to see anything bad happen to. And then yeah. you've got like, you don't want to see anything bad to happen. But then you've also got this kind of feistier little one that's just kind of yappy and you're, you're mongrel yeah. and all that stuff. So I, I that's what I get yeah. from them. And I think that's how I'm going to see them in the movie from now on because it makes it so much more fun. It's like Disney. Me. It's, you know, Cinderella. We're going <laughs> to spend all this time with the mice, you know, and, and not worry about the story. Um, exactly. I did want to say, there's, because yeah, now that you bring them up, there there are a few things, not particular to, to them, but I guess the, mm-hmm. I guess the one kill scene, that's another thing in the extended cut, I, I think that uh, Big John's oh. kill scene, like, yes, the, the, it the seemed eyes. a lot more, like there was like, yeah goo rushing out of there it was it was gross um but i do appreciate <laughs> i mean i don't like the way that it was shot because i feel like it was kind of like cut back to it when he got stabbed initially in the armpit like the, it was i don't like the way that that was edited but i like the fact that he's got his arm you know when he was like going from room to room you know he's wearing the the mm-hmm. wife beater and he's got his mm-hmm. exposed armpit you know so I, I you know i always like things like that like it always goes back to texas chainsaw mm-hmm. massacre with pam is that the character's name mm. where yeah. you know she's got the 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 exposed back and then we see oh, kind of like the back, right. like the skin and then knowing that she's going to be hooked onto the, the yeah. thing there. So it's just like things like that where it's just like, you know, that it's kind of like <sighs> a, a, an exposed body part that's, you know, like right there for, for someone to put sharp right. metal objects into. So I do like that, but <laughs> I'm, I think of that scene because we talked about the house already. Um, yeah. Cause the, the, the recreation of the 1978 version of the house is amazing, but maybe this is just yes. kind of like the, like the architectural, um, like fan in me of just like, you know, being interested in, in, in stuff like that. But I loved that this house was also now like 
renovated <laughs> to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to be current. And like, it looked great in there. They like, I want to live in that house. I don't think it has a bathroom though. That's the one thing. Um, but uh, it just <laughs> like in terms of house. like I did, <laughs> well, cause I did a video last year on my channel of just kind of like the evolution of the Myers house throughout all of the movies. And mm-hmm. um, I think like that's something to be really to be said in this continuity is how faithful they were to that, like the the original like architectural structure of the house. Because obviously, um, we all know Halloween Five. I still love that house. I, I even though it's you know it is what it is, but I, I love that one. And then you have Six, which is clearly like it's not like it's ish like the Myers house, but there's a there's a lot of differences. To this point, like the resurrection one was. I think that that one looked like garbage. I think it looked like a cheap set, but I, but you know, they, it, they made it, you know, look even more, uh, dilapidated than, than it did in 78. But, uh, but this one, just the, the fact that, you know, we do have that recreation and now it's like the same structure. Like that to me is like, again, like the, the whole aspect of Haddonfield, still being Haddonfield from 1978, but like looking at it 40 years later. And I love the fact that it's painted in the same like cornflower blue that the, that the real house mm. is painted now uh, as to where it yes. sits uh, by the, the train tracks. So it's almost like with, with the, with the red trim too. So it was almost like, Oh, well, you know, let's, let's make it, it's almost, it's meta in a way. It's just like, we're going to make it look how it does yes. now. Um, totally. But totally. still with like the, the back part on it too, because it, it wouldn't have been moved. So I, I liked that. And I, I, I liked that, uh, you know, the upstairs rooms were kind of, uh, the walls were torn down to make like oh, larger, like yeah. it just, it just looked really nice. I want to live there. Like I want to live in, I, you know, as much yeah. as like those characters annoy me, like I love the fact they're like, do you know whose house this is? Like, you don't fuck with this. Like, I would, I would to love to, I would buy that house. Be like, that's a murder house. Like, I want to live there and make it look nice. So <laughs> there's actually and then freak kids out. <laughs> there's, um, uh, cause if you have the, that, uh, the, in the book taking shape Two, which goes over all of the unused, uh, ideas for sequels, like leading up to, mm. uh, I think this was right before 2018 came out. And initially in one of the Halloween fours, one of the versions of them, the Myers house was included and Jamie kind of like instead of going to school one day, she goes by the Myers house and it's Mm -hmm. now like people are moving in. It's like this this uh, couple, straight couple, um, obviously, and uh, they're like they've renovated the house. So I feel like that was kind of an aspect Mm. that they took from that script because something I've noticed with with the uh, Blumhouse movies so far is that they have taken a lot of uh uh not used material that because obviously um uh mustafa akad's uh, company owns the rights to all these scripts that they would have had so i i feel almost the way that uh david gordon green and danny mcbride do go through this material and they're just like let's kind Uh of look for things that you know we can use to implement right and And like oh that's interesting let's put that in here yeah 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 so so yeah i i appreciated that aspect of it for sure and uh i also another thing that i noticed is that i mean i guess this applies to everyone except for allison but they, um, it, it's almost like a thing because I, th- I think the one guy said it like anyone who goes in that house, it dies, <laughs> and every yeah. character because the one kid with the with the uh, skull 
silver shamrock mask. He got killed. Uh, He's uh, the one that went in and stole the candy. The two Johns were killed. Cameron was killed. Uh, Karen was killed. So it's just like everyone who literally went in there is dead. Uh, And I guess Hawkins is the exception of that too. So and Allison. Yeah. Hawkins and Allison. So it's almost like it would be cool if that was sort of the thing. It was like, it's almost like the grudge. Like if you go into the house, you're, you're, you're going to die. So now Michael has unfinished business. He has to make sure that he kills those two for going in there. Yeah. Cause it's almost like a side character and go into the Myers house. Yeah, Cause you'll die. Cause in the, I mean, well in the original, that's the whole reason why Michael goes after her because he, or mm. she goes up to the, the front porch and you know, maybe right, that's right, enough. Right. You just have to step on the, the front porch and that's, that'll kill you. Um, Lonnie. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Lonnie for sure. And because, um, you know, that's why like Tommy is just like, no, you don't go up there. So it's kind of like it brings back the idea of that lore from the original that was kind of like wiped out after you find out that they're siblings of just like, no, you like you stay away from that house. <laughs> oh, and I love that. I love that they showed. I mean, I don't love it, but I love that the continuity of having the dead dog and finally seeing it and just being oh, like, right. Yeah, there's, there's a dead dog here because all we see in the original yeah. is the, the reactions <laughs> right. of uh, you just those, see he got hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it was a skunk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, uh, just two other things. I like how Cameron is emphatically more afraid in the house since we're talking about the house, yeah, than Allison is. I like the fact that you already touched up upon the whole knife thing because I mean, literally, I don't think I ever noticed how quickly that transpired that she not uh, that she took the knife out of the wound kind of wiped it clean stashed it like in the side of her belt and then immediately went out to shoot got a, got averted and then pulled out the knife and started stabbing him <laughs> just shanking him and um but everything about i mean it's also uh liking uh what that actor is doing the one who plays cameron um in that scene because i'm i'm scared when it's going on when he's like moving around and i like that his Terror seems to be also rooted in the the gravity of like what he knows he's going up against the fact that like it was different when there was a big mob behind me or in front of me. Now I am in the dark alone with a gun <laughs> in a skirt. And um was he still in the skirt? And then I think I don't think he, no, he I think by that is. point he was oh, really? no, he was in they he had changed out of it. Okay. I'm pr- I'm fairly certain that that only was at the beginning. Uh, I don't remember. Once, I don't remember. Once he's at the hospital, the when, skirt. when they, when they cross paths again, I think he's already changed out of the, uh, he's in the skirt when they're at the park though. I don't think so. When they're at the park, he's in the skirt. I'm going to, I'm going to look, I've, I've got, okay, go ahead and my, look. My thing. Cause now I'm I could have sworn, I could have sworn he was still in that skirt when he was at, cause he was wearing a different shirt. Like at the beginning, at the beginning of the film the when he finds No, 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 no. When they were at the park, when they were at the park. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he, but I, I, I just dig seeing, uh, a situation where, I mean, I, and maybe this is just like a holdover from <clears throat> not even Halloween two really, but really I'm thinking Halloween four with, uh, Grady and with oh Grady even though he dies well even though he dies but he kind of steps in you know like the hero role and everything like that and I like the fact that Cameron isn't depicted that way he's not depicted as a hero he's depicted as uh, a frightened kid and uh and I also like the fact that it's it doesn't seem like it's just let's turn this on its head because you know it's it's the new millennium or anything I mean Allison has every reason in the world at this particular point to be 
as kind of like just to have a higher bar of tolerance Mm -hmm. (laughs) for what's going on um, than Cameron does because she's come face to face with more of it. She has put a knife into Michael Myers at this point, you know? Um, So uh, that's one more thing that I like. And the last thing that I have is um, again, a broader thing that I feel like the movie is trying to say I feel like they're trying to say that to want to understand Michael is to fail to survive. The second you crave, because for me, it's not about the house. Um, not that I'm saying it isn't about the house, but for me, it's much more about craving some kind of explanation or insight to Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who wants to understand him is doomed. And that's why... Within the lore of the movie, I feel like Loomis, it's almost like the movie is kind of giving back Loomis, Sam Loomis his um, argument. He does something in the original movie arguing that his patient is evil, something no doctor should ever, ever do. And yet to survive in that movie, you have to believe he is evil and get out of the way run away. Um, and in this movie, I feel like anybody who's trying to kind of, and it, it starts in 2018 with the podcasters and Sartain, all of them want this insight to Michael and want to understand like what's going on behind the, the mask and like what motivate he's, he's not a monster. He's a man. I'm being the podcasters now because <laughs> um, they're British, but, um, and all of them are doomed um, I believe for that reason, the fact that they're not willing to just say that's evil, stay away from it, do the best you can to knock it down if you have to, but run, fucking run yeah. and don't, don't stand in his footsteps and look in the window trying to, ex- trying to speculate what he experienced because you're, it happens twice in the movie. Two people who attempt to stand where he stood and look through the window both get taken out. Yeah. And um, so that's something that I really, really appreciate as far as this movie. Yeah. Did you get an answer to your question about? He, the, yeah, the he's, he's not wearing like as soon as we see him at the hospital, he's, he has a hoodie on. Um, and I couldn't really, I, I, he has to be wearing pants or, or jeans. With no, like wait, he's, he's that's not, wearing not a skirt. that's not, he's not, no, he's you not wearing to... the... He was <laughs> oh, okay. not wearing a skirt. <laughs> Believe me. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Are we are we done talking about good? Because we're already uh, mm-hmm. at an hour and that's all the good here. I had. That maybe we should have just done two pods for Halloween Kills, like one that was all positive and then another one for the bad. Well, you were worried we weren't going to have enough positive stuff to say. Yeah. So, um, well, I, feel I don't like have the to bad harp isn't going on, to be like as, my negatives. The, yeah, the negative no, is not going to be. There's as not nuanced. that much to delve into. Uh, the, okay. Yeah. Well, the, the first point I have here, uh, I just wrote. <laughs> Someone actually wrote this script? Question mark. Mm. <laughs> um, the first time I felt that was Tommy's speech. Yeah. Oh, and that God. and that's the that was the 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 first instance like when I had seen the movie in, in the theater because even though I do love that um, that first twenty minutes or so, once he starts talking and then the 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 uh, headlight uh, or the spotlight going over to them, I'm just like, what are we? 
what kind of story are we telling here? Like, what is this mm-hmm. this bullshit? Um, because what a lame I, talent show too. I know <laughs> that fucking the couple, the the doctor and nurse, like when they yeah. were getting all like uh, annoyed because they're like, "Are you? Can you keep it down? We're trying to watch a talent show." And just like, really, like. <laughs> I think whatever's going on over here is more interesting than than what's on the stage. You got like the three mermaids singing very poorly. Um and that was like uh, another thing with the with the interactions in the bar cuz I feel like who I'm interested in are those people. Are the people who are like making the commotion or are they coming up? But we're just seeing like mm-hmm. shots of like the bottom of their mouth. Or, th- or just, like, their glasses mm. and things like that. Like, we're in the perspective of this doctor and nurse couple who, like, I don't care about them. I don't like them. They don't seem like very um, interesting people that I, like, I don't want to know about their story or whatever. It's just, like, your boss is acting inappropriate. Like, who cares? Like, you're in a Halloween movie. Act like you're in a Halloween movie. Like, we don't waste time with shit like this. And I feel like <laughs> so many of the interactions in that bar, because, like you are saying, like, you talked about the bartender and yeah. it's just like we're just wasting time and these like it just feels like everyone is in the background and you're just like you know you have Marion come in and, and she's like oh i'm a nurse or something like that you just like little conversations and it's just like yeah i i realize that maybe they're just trying to make this feel as grounded in reality as possible but that doesn't make interesting movie like movie makes interesting movie like have your characters fucking characters in a movie and it's gonna sound like harry styles it's it's a movie but um it's <laughs> it feels yeah like it feels movie. like this does not feel like a movie <laughs> and yeah when like tommy gets up there and it's just like ugh. and again we you know i talked about david gordon green and like these fucking zooms and swoops and shit and that he does and it's just like sometimes <laughs> Less is more and, like, just keep the camera still. You don't need to, like, constantly be, like, pulling in or, like, pushing in and then pulling out. And, like, a quick pull. Like, like just, it's distracting. I'm not even hearing the dialogue at this point because I'm more focused on, like, why am I being, like, you know, if you're making a YouTube video, sure, go fucking nuts. You know, if you're, you know, trying to keep people, like, oh, what's that? What's that? But, like, don't fucking do that if you're, when we're trying to, tell a story here it it's it's just it's it's messy um and i and like you said like uh especially with like Lindsay, where it just feels like she's observing the conversation as well like that's what i feel like mostly with all these characters like at this point it still all feels like this is the the doctor and the nurse i don't even know their names like that's it's like we're watching their story and everyone else is just kind of like a character in it Right, they're Vanessa and Marcus. Yeah, I think again another an, yeah. another uh, carryover from uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I knew who they were the second I saw them. Like that was cool. But um, I, next thing I have, just because you know time, um, yeah. is uh, the quote: "This was a safe place, and now it's not anymore." <laughs> oh, the Karen <laughs> on the a, TV. Yeah, <laughs> that is a howler. Like that is. I don't know if that was in again. As many jokes, or not jokes, as many laughs as I found in 2018 that I don't believe were intended to be laughs, but I don't ever feel like I'm laughing at the movie. That line, I I can't help but wonder, like, was that, did you want me to laugh at that? I'd, I'd, I'd love to, that's one reason to listen to the commentary is just to hear them comment on that line if they do. Um, why is it there? Because it makes 
it makes it, it makes the foundation you're laying for the whole red herring shit and the angry villagers of it all uh built on like melting doughy clay like <laughs> it, it does it, it's not and i know we're not supposed to create an argument that we can get behind for for the angry haddonfield citizens whatever yeah. but um uh all of, and and all of that red herring yeah. shit with like that with the car and with Vanessa going out to the car and telling Marcus to go, like, check it out while she goes in and, you yeah. know, pulls all the original cast out on I noticed there was the a lot line. of, like, uh. th- there's, a, there's, like, a running thing. Like, and I noticed that this is, well, even though, like, there's a lot of things that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are taking from, like, the continuity of their first movie of 2018 and bringing it here, mm-hmm. there's a lot of unnecessary bullshit that, like, didn't even need to, like, get as much focus as it did, like the marcus is like oh my set my stethoscope like that nurse has it still that was a fucking line from 2018 when when they were leaving and he's like oh wait i can't find my stethoscope and then that's the thing that he tries to strangle michael with at the end it's just like who cares like you're wasting time on these props that don't (laughs) matter like just know your movie um so that yeah that all annoyed me um (laughs) <laughs> and all the stuff with them thinking that Michael's the one in the car. Like, I can't be scared of it after the first viewing no. because now that I know it's not him, I'm I, I'm just waiting at this point for the scene to be over. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, like, that character, I, I forget his name, the other patient. Um, I feel like... Uh, does he have a name? I don't he, remember. He does. Well, they, they mentioned it in the in the 2018. Oh, they just, yeah, right. Because right, Sartain right. is like, he doesn't like when your shoelaces are untied or whatever. Basically, sure, I just call sure. him the penguin because he, you know, he had the umbrella. Mm, and he um, Oswald Cobblepot. He does, yeah. Um, um, and I feel, I, <laughs> I feel bad for him because, like, it's just like I he do. did not deserve that. But at the same time, it's just like... This is not his movie. It's not his moment for us to feel bad about. Like we we didn't like let us feel bad about Lori, about mm-hmm. Karen, about Lee Brackett. And this might be my biggest gripe with I mean like I'm annoyed with things with Marianne, but just the fact that they bring Brackett back and do absolutely nothing with him. And it's and it almost felt like they set it up because they they bring Lori in and then you hear someone say like, Lori Strode is my mother or whatever. Karen says it. And he kind of like looks up cause he's like Lori. And then we kind of, yeah. we go down to his, his uh, name tag that says bracket. So we know yeah. it's him. And I just feel like in that moment, I'm just like, I feel this rush of emotion because it's like, you could tell that this man has suffered a lot in his life even though halloween 2 is not part of the continuity despite the fact that we get a flashback of it in this movie when Lindsay, i guess like when they're just like oh her babysitter annie was killed and then we see him you know standing over her and d- yeah. from the, the scene from halloween 2 where he discovers her body you let him out you know that shit but um it's in that moment i'm just kind of like this is building up for something like there's going to be an interaction between these two characters. He's going to come to her. Cause it's almost like in a way after losing your daughter, Lori is probably what I would think is like the closest thing to a daughter that, that he would have. Mm. 
that are almost like even you, there, there's already groundwork that's laid that as like a, a writer and a director, you don't even need to work on that because that's already John Carpenter has already done that work for you. Mm-hmm. And you're, mm-hmm. you're basically like you have it. It's put in the palm of your hand and you're just be like, oh, you know, it'd be fun mm-hmm. if we just put him in the movie later on and have him repeat mm-hmm. that same line in a different context. And that'll be his moment. And never. In the movie. And, like, never have him and Laurie interact. Also. No, yeah. Like, like that would have been the, yeah. a, a huge moment. Even if he just came in there and just, like, Laurie, I I just, I heard you were here. And just, like, that was mm-hmm. the, the thing. I, and her just She's just like, laying there unconscious again, yeah. just like in Halloween, too. So, yeah. so just he like, could have. You know, you're bringing back these, the characters. And, you know, and I think, by and large, like, they were very unsuccessful. I think Lindsay is the exception to that. But, I mean... Yeah, Tommy. This is my least favorite yeah. version of Tommy. Um, you know, Me like too. where was Me Paul Rudd? You know, I want, I want, <laughs> I want <laughs> socially just awkward. The actor, like yeah. that guy who's just not getting called. Like they could find him this time, but yeah. nobody cared. Um, so I don't um, know. That, that's and then, upsetting. Yeah, also, Marianne... Anthony Michael Hall like can't catch a break. Like <laughs> I feel bad for Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Um, and Marion. And Marion. Oh God. Also, like, when did she become friends with the kids that she never met from the first Exactly. <laughs> it's, it felt so forced that these people are all hanging out together and going drinking. Because um, it's like she was attacked, like, hundreds of miles outside of town. And then it's just like, yeah. oh, I mean, maybe at some point there was, like, a, a group. <laughs> Like, you know, when a Michael Facebook Myers, became, like, yeah, anonymous like in, group <laughs> in 2007 when Facebook became a thing. And then, like, someone started it, like, Lindsay went online and started a group and then found Marion and Tommy and, and, or like, she probably would have still known Tommy, but, you know, just all these people kind of got together. Um, right. But it's also weird that, you know, yeah, and they, they like get together every Halloween and celebrate it. it, it I mean, Again, like we we talked about this in the last episode of just like, you know, have living that trauma and like 40 years later, because obviously like, you know, everybody handles trauma in their own way. And I, I obviously I can imagine Lori, you know, even though it's like I, it's a hard pill to swallow to to see her living the life that she did for the last 40 years, just to know that the, here are four other people who encountered Michael on the same night to like a very minor degree of what Lori did. And obviously like, I feel like, you know, they're still have lives outside of this, but just the fact that it's like, we're going to get together once a year and like commiserate and drink and go to a talent, go to a shitty talent show at the local pub. And (laughs) And they even mentioned, I saw it with the subtitles and there's some line that I didn't catch ever before when I was watching the movie. And it's, I think it's during when they're hovering over Marcus and Vanessa, um, just something about like, well, you know, uh, like wonder where he is or something like that. And just like, well, he's supposed to be on the bus, like heading on out, you know, like being transported to another place out of Smith's Grove and into the, something like that. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, and you're comfortable with this. You're going to drink in a bar. Oh, my, it, it angers yeah. me. Um, like that you should know better. Um, and, 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 uh, while we're complaining about, uh, them, uh, like the, 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 the can, returnees, I can't yeah. let, I can't let Michael's attack on the car that has Mary and Marcus and Vanessa in it. 
go unmentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much to say. Um, but the way all of those characters go out, whether they're new or whether they're, <laughs> whether they were introduced 40 years ago or just yeah. last, just 2018, um, none of them are done a service the way they go out. No. It is embarrassing how easily yeah. <clears throat> they are picked off, particularly Marion. But I, that was so disrespectful to that character. I like the yeah. fact, I mean, like, you know, a paycheck's a paycheck. And, you know, I feel like she's she's another one like she she's been with this franchise since the beginning and she's been in so many movies at this point. Uh, and she's yeah. married to Rick Rosenthal. So it's like like she's yeah. like literally part of the Halloween family. Um, so, I mean, I, I could understand why they'd be like, hey, do you want to come back? And she'd be like, of course. But it's like almost like just to bring her back. It's almost like, yay, like we we brought back this character, brought her back to life only to. Mm-hmm take her out in an even worse way. Because I feel like even though, like, you know, jumping into Halloween H2O, where just, like, I was upset to see that character go out, but I still really love the fact that, you know, she got to be the Drew Barrymore of Halloween H2O or or whatever and and have that scene and fight back effectively, uh, might I add, and still kind of be the same character. Like, she still had that spunk to her. Um, You know, she had those lines where just the the one guy's like, do you know smoking kills or or whatever? just like, yeah, but they're, I think it's like secondhand smoke kills, like, yeah, but, but they're all dead or something like that. And then blow smoke in his face. Like, it's just like, that's the feisty <laughs> Marion Crane that I, not Marion Crane. What's, what was Marion Chambers, <laughs> Chambers. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho. Marion Chambers. Um, yes. And, and here but, she's just um, kind of like, she's just like an old lady who's just like hanging out with. And also an old lady who makes a horrible life costing mistake going, this is for Dr. Loomis. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like it is so I could, I I haven't enjoyed it any of the times that I've watched it. And especially for a new timeline that is kind of like taken Lori and the women of her family and kind of like given them back their power (laughs) to have an even older woman stumble. So yeah horrendously and such a legacy character and also to to know that and thusly kind of like put her in your movie as though she is imbued with all of the relevance that she has within the franchise but she doesn't within your timeline um so so what i don't understand what is the point was the point to kind of like show us, see, she's not relevant in this world. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Whatever it is, I don't like it. I don't understand it. it I'm angry. It was, yeah. So. It's, it's, I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that like she's basically like a stormtrooper with her aim. Um, that she oh, would waste God. that many. Like she basically lets break every window, like shoot into mm-hmm. it. Um, that that was. Oh, and back in a car with him scaring her, and I'm like, okay, this is one homage I don't need. And uh, really there's another need. thing that I didn't. Yeah, and that line was very cringy of just like, this is for Dr. Ugh. Loomis. But um, there, th- there's another thing that she says, like when they're driving up to the park before, and I had this, uh, 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 oh yeah, she basically, she's she's talking about Dr. Loomis, she's speaking in pronouns, and just like, nobody listened to him, he was all like, blah, 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 blah. And then for them to be like, who? You know, it's just like, that is the worst, like, this is why this this script 
sucks because you have shit like that where people have to be like, who? What do you mean? Like, well, we're talking in pronouns. Oh, Dr. Loomis, you know, like just like we know who Dr. Loomis is just because these two fucking like we don't care about Marcus and Vanessa. We are not like as much as you're trying to make this their movie, which I don't know why that like it's it's a waste of time for them to like learn about Dr. Loomis, especially when they're minutes away from getting killed. So, mm. yeah, fuck, I'm not, like, that, the whole stuff with Lindsay, that kind of amends the scene there. But everything else, I'm just like, yes. this is this is awful. This is not good. And, it's a rough um, set, for sure. Speaking, I, yeah. and I did mention the, the, this before, but I just wanted to, to say it again, because we didn't really, like, uh, specify. But uh, Brackett's line at the end where, oh. you know, he says, like, hey, Michael, that's, like, the whole like the the ambush which was very predictable like i you know i kind of saw that coming like even the first time i saw it obviously um because mm-hmm. we, we already get like the the karen line where she says gotcha which is the same thing oh, that God. she said in the first one like already cringy uh, but then for you know michael to look around at everyone and then you see bracket and him they're like hey michael it's halloween everyone's entitled to one good scare and it's just like so so was everyone in the like this is I just yeah. imagine like they they had a conversation beforehand they're like okay we're going to corner him and then Brackett'll be like hey so this one time in 1978 I said this this line to Laurie Strode and I really right. want to say it to Michael so before anyone attacks him <laughs> do you do you mind if like I just say this and then as soon as I say it then you can then you can attack him and they're like yeah okay I think we we can agree to that you know like Everybody Fuck. should have said like lines that were that they thought were relevant to the to their characters. Unfortunately, all the characters who we know other than them are pretty much dead. But like Tommy could have said like um you can't kill the boogeyman or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, get me a doctor. <laughs> Yeah, on Halloween, we get candy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You've also got... Are there any other legacy characters? Any other legacy characters in the mob? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't fucking no. There was like there was a like a housewife with a with an iron. And, uh, oh right, right, right. And then there was like a guy in like a tiger onesie or something. He was the one that had the right, gun. Right, right, right. Who was just like even like like point blank in front of Michael couldn't hit him. Like couldn't shoot him mm-hmm. with until like after the fact. But it's just like. <laughs> what are people doing in this movie? And that was even like in the beginning when uh, like in the flashback with Frank, the fact that he shot the guy, like, you know, like you're all he's doing is he has a rope around his neck, go around and like go right up to him and shoot him. Like, like why did you shoot at your partner? Shoot Michael through your partner. I just, that's the thing. There's so many stupid decisions in this movie. And you, you always bring this up. You always say like, there's questionable mm-hmm. character decisions and I get that. Yes. Like horror movies have to be horror movies. Characters have to make bad decisions. But literally, Absolutely. every fucking person in this movie makes so many bad decisions. <laughs> that, like Big John and Little John. Someone's broken into your house. What are you gonna do? Lock the front door and go after them? Like, no, you're gonna fucking go outside, get your cell phone out, and just be like, someone's in our house. Like, send police over. Right, right, you know, right. like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm still stuck on the end when Michael gets hate crimed by the town. And if, what if like, regardless of whether they've already been killed or not, what if like legacy characters just started popping up? Like what if Annie was all of a sudden standing there and she was just kind of like, Hey jerk, 
speed kills and then and then pj souls pops up right behind her linda and just goes totally, totally. <laughs> then you uh then you always have to have buster rhymes in there too it's like you know trick right, or treat, trick or treat motherfucker. motherfucker and you can even get sarah uh from resurrection coming in and be like this is for all of them <laughs> you know, yes <laughs> They may as well have. What would, they may what would, as well have. That's how ridiculous what would, it is. What would Tina's line have been? Tina from Five. Oh, Jesus. She would have been like, <laughs> I'm never serious unless I can help it. <laughs> <laughs> they all like, they all just like take a turn like stabbing Michael. Just like. <laughs> yes, just saying their horrible lines. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And then finally, like, fine, get get the guy wearing the the Donald Pleasance uh, prosthetics to, like, yeah. just jump in and go, a cookie woman, and then just stab him. But, no, but if he, if he did it, it'd be, like, more more like, cookie woman. Uh, I can't even do the voice. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that, okay. That's another complaint. Like, where did they f- find this guy? Like, that's, it's just the worst fucking Loomis impression. You know what they should have got? They could have got like the we watched a movie guy. Like the, the like that would have no, been a no, better. No, <laughs> I would have rather heard that. Michael, it's mostly just like German. Just, yeah. just whispered. Yes, German kind of Michael. But uh, <laughs> but um, no. I mean, the thing is, I wonder if that's even like that actor's voice. Um, because the way it reads, and this is not a criticism, but the way but the way it reads, it feels it felt kind of like ADRs, like whether the guy yeah. did his own voice afterwards and looped it, or whether somebody else did it um, in post. I, I, I I'd be really interested to hear like if if that's the actor's voice or not. Like I, yeah. I that I don't know. Um, um, uh, uh, okay, so I just. Sorry, I just want to say like because we're just speaking of like bad them? character decisions. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. The oh I, I guess li- little John. Um, uh, oh boy! And <clears throat> Michael McDonald, yeah. who, I fucking love this yep. actor because he a uh, great yeah. uh, comedian. He uh, yeah. to me is most famous for uh, appearing on Mad TV back in the day. He played a, a reoccurring character named Stuart, uh, who's basically just like a no! big a big toddler. Yeah. Um, yes. But he was also in, he was also in the Austin Powers movies. Um, <laughs> he was the, if anyone has seen them, he was the guy that got like steamrolled over um, right, right, where right. he's, he was like a security guard and he just stands there and they're probably like 50 yards away from it or like just it, this, while the steamroller is slowly moving towards him and he's just like, no, and yeah, like, yeah, to the yeah, point yeah, where yeah. he can't say it anymore and, just, and then keeps saying no until he finally gets steamrolled over because he won't move out of the way. And that I almost feel like, was that a reference to that? Because he's literally standing on the other side of the room and he's like, Michael, it's for Michael to turn around. And then you just oh see through the window, God. Michael slowly walking towards him and you just hear, no. And it's just like, just go out there, oh walk down the stairs, God. run down the stairs. Out the door. I hate that moment so much yeah. more now. Because I, I already don't like that. I mean, I, I wondered, it, just for myself, because I didn't even think about that. I wonder if that moment was more about, like, Little John not wanting to live without Big John. And just seeing Michael and thinking, you know what, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to surrender. Mm-hmm. But then he says no. So I'm like, well, then what? Are you going to fight or flight? Like, come yeah. on, buddy. But no, um, it's just, it's okay, a- Big John and Little John at large, though. 
Like, even that scene with them, like, against those silver shamrock mask-wearing shits that are, you know, playing the trick-or-treat prank on them and everything. Yeah. Doing the trick part of the treat. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. I couldn't get behind it. Even though, like, I do still chuckle at that line, Michael Myers stabbed his own sister in the tits. <laughs> I still chuckle at that. <laughs> just because yeah. it sounds funny. Because I'm 12 years old inside. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Um. There are, there are things, aspects about the characters that I really, really appreciate, but I, I, and I know that I'm not supposed to look for representation in everything. Like sometimes, you know, people are just going to be gay because they're gay, but, um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. The, the, the fact that they seem so ill prepared always, it, they never really sat well with me because I felt like, uh, I don't know. I wish they had their act together a little bit more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I, what I really want is for a gay character to survive in one of these movies. And maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have minded so much if there was like a gay character who got, who, who we know is gay, who's like there and who fights Michael and who survives and gets to run away too. Cause we got enough of them, enough, yeah. enough characters who do that. Yeah. But, um, and whether they're in, you know, in the hospital or in the van driving around trying to chase him down or, or whatever. Um, there's some people, there's enough people who survive. So I feel like, okay, are they the nice. first, Maybe that's what I'm craving. Are they the first gay characters in the franchise? Oh God, that's a good question. Um, they feel like it, but I'm trying to think, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any, anybody who ever struck me as gay or even gay coded. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I don't remember anybody really fancying anybody other than, you know, someone who, you know, had genitalia that didn't match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll maybe it will come to us when we do the the other movies eventually. But um, yeah, maybe maybe. I mean, it doesn't really. But, no, yeah, they, it, like yeah, I, I'm not really bothered by representation or, or anything. But that it's just it's just no. more so the fact that they're yeah, like they're they're just more stupid characters. And what yeah. I really hate about that scene too, and this is again, this is really like a huge problem I have with David Gordon Green as a director of horror is that he constantly breaks the tension of these scenes by deciding, well, no, now we're going to go check in somewhere else because that scene in particular, when they realize that their house has been breached, someone is in their house and they lock the door and then immediately we cut back to the hospital. And that's the whole, what we see there is then the scene with, um, with the penguin or at least like the beginning of the scene where he's arrived at the hospital. I know in the extended Uh, cut, we see more of like the, the POV shot of him arriving there, which is unnecessary. mm -hmm. But the thing that's, that's terrible, terrible about that is like, we're, we're building tension of this scene at the Myers house with this couple. And I get what they're doing. They're trying to be like, well, where is Michael? Is he at the house? Is he at the hospital? We're having this whole like bait and switch with this unimportant character of the other Mm -hmm. inmate that it's just like, you don't know. I mean, for someone who's just like apparently loves the franchise and, and is a huge fan of horror, like you don't know how to direct mm-hmm. horror, Mr. Green. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's and it's the same thing with the Lindsay scene where it's just like we're we're finally coming to a moment where it's just like, yes, like we're building up to it. Like Lindsay is in this mm. movie and Michael is coming right after her. And it's just like, now let's go check on the hospital for a more somber moment no, with Lori. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, like the hospitals should have been like cut like in a quarter and left that sliver in there with, with like hospital stuff. But it's just, it's it like 
every every moment where it was like things that were happening that were good, it was like he was second guessing himself and being like, "No, I think we should go over here now." And it it mm. it by and large like that for me is what ruins this movie because there isn't really there's not really a story here. There's not like there's not mm-hmm. a clear uh path from from the beginning to the end and if I'm being perfectly honest, like I need to rewatch all the movies now, which I'm going to do th- this uh, Halloween. Well, not well, at least like the, these months here, because um, sure. I think that my ranking has changed. I think that I might actually prefer the Rob Zombie movies over this one because I mean, as for as oh, I'm no, I'm not as, there. I'm not. No. I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to see again. I'll have to see again. But I mean, like for as awful as yeah, they try are, to sit through just, the Rob Zombie movies again I, and get least, back to me. I'm really curious there's, to hear. At least there's like a coherent like through line okay. for the for the okay. characters i mean and it's not fun it's not enjoyable but it's there i'm watching <laughs> i'm watching a journey okay halloween 2 like our rzh2 actually has some really good cinematography as well like i'm i'm you know it's it's a very much like it's you know like a as art house as as rob zombie can be i'm not trying to make like good points for him but just like comparatively I I don't like Halloween Kills because it's just like I'm I'm just watching filler. That's what this movie feels like is mm. filler to me. And um well, okay, okay. No, you you say your piece. No, I, um yeah, cuz I don't want to comment on like the Rob Zombie movies until we do yeah. those pods, but oh, yeah. I am anxious to have those conversations with you absolutely. But um with this one, uh 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 I I I don't know if it's filler for me so much as um uh, and this is a big thing for me. I've mentioned it before. Uh, things that don't interest me. Uh, <laughs> or that maybe I found interesting in the first viewing and maybe even in the second viewing. But uh, subsequently just feel like such a drony drudge of a direction to go in when I already feel like I, okay, I get what you, as I, I said it with 2018, how often I felt like as I'm writing that wave, I felt like, but I know what they're going for and whether it works or not, there's enough mm-hmm. uh, that works for me to stick around through the stuff that doesn't with this one. I don't feel that way. I feel it is much more of a zigzag and I mean, it's gotten to the point where, like, my complaints are so much broader than, you know, little details I can discuss. They're they're yeah. huge chunks of the movie. Like, on the right side of this page, I have Tommy rallying the angry villagers. Everything about that I hate. And then I've got... Um, we didn't even uh, mention... Uh, the whole... The, yeah. the 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 tagline oh, of the movie, dies tonight. yeah, yeah, which actually yeah. Marion was the one that incited. It's just like fuck, yeah. It's and it's you know what it, it, I feel like it's been said, but yeah. I, I mean, and I didn't feel it the first time I saw the movie. That didn't bother me. That was that. Usually, there's a movie and there's something that bothers everybody, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even occur to me. And that was the thing the first time I saw this movie. Now I'm just like mm, wrap it up. Yeah. But <laughs> my favorite though is like hospital. the one like because because Tommy says yeah. it at the hospital, but then there's the one woman who says it right after, and she's I don't know what no. like this actress like she's just like overacting it she's like evil dies tonight or you know whatever she- <laughs> do you know which one i'm also, she has like wrote, the dark curly hair. yes i do i know exactly who you're talking about and i i don't 
I, 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 I was folding laundry then, um, <laughs> or I was pissing. I don't know. But the whole, I just wrote the whole hospital BS. And I had actually an interesting conversation with um, one of your patrons, uh, I Heart Slashers, mm-hmm. uh, after screening this with him. And I remember he brought up something that I didn't even think of because it was just the second time that I saw the movie. And I remember he brought up something that he had as a criticism for the way they handle the mob pursuing Oswald Cobblepot all the way up the <laughs> building and everything. The fact that the frontline workers are members of the mob when um, he talked about having a lot of family like in the medical field and how you're basically trained to deal with the highest tension situations ever <clears throat> Every day, you know, you have to be prepared for anything to happen yeah. every day. And that those would be the first people to like di- try to, uh, 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 de-escalate and, 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 and gain some kind of control. And if they don't have, have control, then they have protocol that they can follow. And yeah. they certainly wouldn't just be running upstairs trampling people and saying, yeah, oh, let's get that fucker, you know, that mentally ill man, let's all get him, you know? And there, and that happens a number of times. I didn't, and I couldn't remember if, you know, there were people in white lab coats and, you know, scrubs running up the stairs and, you know, in, uh, being part of the mob. And there yeah. were, there absolutely I were. I think like so the, that the thing that, me. the thing that's like the most egregious to me about that storyline, that, that, uh-huh. subplot what we'll call it yeah. is the fact that and here and i have this as a note in a question nobody knows what michael looks like and <laughs> and i say that because this is a this is a man who has been apprehended as a, he's a mm-hmm. he's a well-known serial killer or not serial killer but you know what are they killer. multiple killer whatever the line is multiple in, mur- multiple in, murderer in, in multiple in, in child uh, bride of chucky yeah um yes <laughs> he's a multiple murderer um who's been yes. apprehended he's like got he's created this huge legacy podcasters are traveling ac- across the ocean to yes. to interview people yes. about him that there's nobody knows what he like has gone on the internet and like people know what jeffrey dahmer uh, looks like and, and Ted Bundy yeah. there's not a picture of Michael Myers actual face on the internet that people know like that's Michael Myers that they're going to confuse this short round man as Michael and go after I mean I get that there's that that tension of yeah. just like everything's crazy and we don't know what's going on but it, it took like for Karen to be like it's not him and Tommy to be yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. really like you couldn't just look at him and just be like no like Michael is like tall and lean and we've seen his face before like if these people are so obsessed with michael like they would know what he looked like there there'd be people in haddonfield who would probably be on the news well and it was on the news they showed the faces of the people who were taken out but i mean yeah but if this is haddonfield there would be there would be like stores and gift shops that people have been like this is haddonfield the home of michael myers the most right, brutal right, right. multiple murderer in all of the USA. And here's key and tags with has... his face and here's his mugshot, you know? Like... <laughs> and he hasn't had access to that mask for 40 years. Yeah. That was established in 2018. So that pisses me off. Um, if anything, like then, how oh, would people even, it would be the mask that people wouldn't know what it looked like. Cause that would be, that evidence mm, would be concealed. So if anything, like his face right. is what most people would rec- like associate with the name Michael Myers. 
Mm. So unless they yeah. made a movie about him and people went all ghost facey with him. What would anyway. the stab equivalent of <laughs> Halloween? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we need. Old Hallows Eve, the franchise. But um, anyway, um, the, the the spilling into a next big broad problem yeah. I have is it moved me the first time I saw it, but the whole sequence leading up to and including. And even the aftermath of the suicide. I couldn't even be bothered this time. I barely watched it. I was listening. I, I kept casting glances because I wanted to pay attention. But it it was so... The only thing I liked about it was the fact that when Karen gets Oswald Cobblepot uh, in her company and she's protecting him, she's leading him through a door to protect him. And she says, I love, I just love Judy Greer so much because mm-hmm. he's holding her hand and, uh, and she, he's holding it su- as such that I guess he won't let go. She's like, okay, yeah, you're safe. Let go of my hand. Okay, good. And then she pushes him through the door and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's wonderful. Cause she's walking this line of, I don't, I trust you enough to know that you're not Michael Myers, but you also are still like, you know, a man uh, that I need to, feel i have some kind of upper hand with physically so you so i don't feel threatened and i don't know and so i'm going to be polite but i'm also going to let you know let go of my hand there you go and mm. i don't know there's something about that that i really enjoy but the suicide and every oh god that line another line there are so many lines but one of them is now he's turning us into monsters yeah. jesus christ bracket it's like not even subtle could you've could you have spelled it out and there's also <laughs> He he should have held up like a picket sign <laughs> that read "We're turning into monsters." <laughs> you, that's what he should have said when they were all hate criming Michael at the yeah. end. You turned us into monsters. Well, there's but, also I mean, another. And then how are you a part of that crowd? Sorry, sorry. How are you a part of that mob yeah. at the end? I mean, I think it had more to do because, like, night. in there with the current <sighs> sheriff, because he was the one that he's just like he. He murdered my daughter and desecrated her body. And, you know, he yeah, was going to yeah. get it. And he's like, damn it, Bracket, I'm in control here. I actually like that. That I, that was another thing I liked is just like though that dynamic. Like, you know, when they it's did use him, af- when they did use him effectively, they did. But, yeah, you're right. It's just like mm. it's it was a waste. Um, I also on, on your point, I wanted to say that Lori had another line where, you know, after the oh. whole suicide aftermath where she, she said, this is Michael's design. And it's just like, no, it's not. He, doesn't, he has no fucking idea what's going on here. He doesn't even care. Michael is like, he's not Ugh. thinking about that shit. If like news would, got and, back to him yeah. or he's just where, you know, he turned on the radio and they're just like, yeah, we thought Michael was at the hospital. And then it turned out another patient was there, but he committed suicide. And Michael would just probably like turn it off and just be like. Do we get any other stations here? Or, you know, like it's just... Yeah, right. <laughs> also, that line yeah. that you just mentioned that that almost gives too much um, interest in Michael from Laurie, the Laurie <laughs> who we started out 2018 with, who I really, really liked, sitting in the chair with her arms folded, just completely dismissive of him because she knows he's evil. She knows he's the boogeyman. The fact that she's looking at like something thinking he has any kind of design makes him too interesting from her perspective. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't Um, think there's a lot of consistency with her character. I mean, like, like I was saying, like I tuned out a lot when she was, you know, saying anything. And I think cause like everything she says is just like, 
it's just like meaningless rhetoric. Like it, it, yeah. like she, like there's this the the monologue she has at the end where she says something, Fuck. Which, which is almost yeah. like a, a, like is it a nod to like Halloween Six where she's like, that's the true curse of Michael, and it's just like, no, I've seen that movie. <laughs> I actually like it better than. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's just, I mean, that's the thing. I can't focus on more than like two words at a time from that speech because yeah. it is so uninteresting. It's so broad yeah. and it's so. Um, it's just not about anything. I feel like it's trying to make the movie smarter than it is, and it's yeah. failing. Um, also, okay, tiny, tiny nitpick with Laurie also, but huge laugh from me, unintentional, I believe, on the part of the filmmakers. Mm. When she takes that needle, <laughs> and she, she stabs it into her own ass and yet the ass is soft you can you can just put a needle in your ass and you're gonna be fine but she's like <laughs> and karen's just like she's do you even so... know what that does <laughs> and she says the line that makes me laugh my ass off it makes the pain go away <laughs> i just started laughing from the irony um because None of nothing that happened yeah. in those like five seconds or whatever was necessary. Lori doesn't do anything <laughs> effective in this movie at all. Like she did not need to be in this movie. But okay, here's yeah. the thing. And actually, um, I, I wanted to mention because um, uh, the podcast Scream with with Ryan C. Showers. We've mentioned him before. Mm. I've been a guest on there uh, twice. I'm going to be. Uh, appearing on it uh, today actually it's because uh, we just recorded it so it's yeah. actually if you're listening to this go listen to his after but he did a he did a podcast a few weeks back um where he he actually wrote an essay and he read it on his podcast uh just talking about kind of blumhouse and sort of the mm. the flaws with the requel um like idea of like th- these movies and mm-hmm. He brought up a lot of really good points and it kind of made me realize a lot of things even like kind of uh uh, going back to the black phone of just like how Blumhouse is making these movies and how they're, you know, able to like pump out so many and make them for really cheap is because what they're doing is they're getting these, these big name actors like Ethan Hawke and they're paying them a minimal amount to appear in the movie, but they're giving them executive producer status so Uh you know they make millions in back ends so that's why you know you have like the black phone with ethan hawk he's in it for five minutes he probably was paid you know maybe like fifteen thousand twelve thousand dollars to to appear in a movie Mm -hmm. probably like a few days of work um and then literally is going to be making money off of it for for the rest of his life and that's why you see like the movies now advertise as like ethan hawk black phone you know um and then you have the same with jamie lee curtis like that's the 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 perfect gig for her she only has to like fly out um for like a week or two um if that a year in a bed gets yeah gets gets (laughs) probably paid nothing for it but knows that like okay now when the movies comes out i'm gonna have to do a lot of promoting and all this and Mm -hmm. you know i'll have to work then you know that's where most of the work is gonna come in but i'm gonna be making money off of this so she's like it doesn't matter what she says. She gets a script. Like, okay, great, sure. You know, maybe she. We, we talked about this. She has her ideas and wants to do it. And they're like, okay. But you know, for the most part, like that's how they get away with it. And they and they advertise like Jamie Lee Curtis, and she really has like twelve minutes of screen time. I think even in twenty eighteen, she only had eighteen minutes of screen time. So it's we're being fooled wow. because like we have their name above the the title and their scenes are 
like sporadic enough that, you know, we know that they're in the movie, but really they're not really in the movie. And that's why like Jamie Lee Curtis is such a non-presence here that it's almost like, why would we want to see, like, if I want to see a movie about Laurie Strode, if this trilogy is being touted as like the final showdown between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, then why is it, why hasn't Laurie Strode turned up? How is that, you know, what, like, how is this a successful relaunch? It's like, cause that's, that's the thing for me that I, I can't get behind it. Yeah. Cause even if it's like a t- passing of the torch from Lori to Allison or even to Lori and Karen and Allison, whatever, yeah. that that's another thing that I feel like it set up. I felt effectively in 2018, but did not stick the landing. Uh, and I know that we still have another movie to go, Mm-hmm. I don't, but I can't see anything happening in Halloween ends that is going to change my mind about choices that were made that we're discussing in Halloween kills that are on the thumbs downside. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I, I would, I would love it if that movie could make me love Halloween kills more because I own it and I want to, <laughs> I want to enjoy yeah. watching the things that I own and particularly watching the franchises that I enjoy. But yeah, um, I, 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 I agree with pretty much everything that you said. Um, I only have two more, uh, yeah. negative things that are very, very small and quick. Cause I know yeah. we're really over time now. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the extended cut, it's two things. Um, I don't remember this in the theatrical cut, but when Michael is descending the staircase in the Myers house toward Allison after he uh, kills Cameron, there mm-hmm. is full on video game music playing as he like walks down the mm-hmm. stairs. It is not atmospheric. It is not scary. It imposes it, no it, threat. It, it, what it sounds the like fuck? this. Fuck. It, it's like ding 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 ding. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's that weird shit. That's in the theatrical cut. It's on the soundtrack. Uh, or, oh, or is it in the? Th- I, I didn't yeah. remember it in the theatrical cut, but I, yeah. I totally, it totally stood out for me in the it's, extended one. But it's okay, weird. I guess I blocked it out. It's like John Carpenter it's was just so... like, I don't know. It's it's the movie, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> 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 hey, you know the magic store's closed. Okay, but uh, <laughs> they can't all be winners. <laughs> I'm John Carpenter. Finally got it in, but. <laughs> We, yeah, like on the on the old podcast that we did, yeah, that was Eddie's uh, we, uh, version I, of the John Carpenter voice, and and we've he we've was always trying. a showman. Yeah. Cha, 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 cha. That's we've been what trying I to implement it, but, but I'm glad we got yeah, it. Yeah, it just there. hasn't <laughs> found its moment, but you know, here we go. So it'll it'll happen. The more the more Halloween films we do, hopefully, the more exposure you'll have. Or to the it, more John Carpenter. John Carpenter's yeah, hand yeah. is John Carpenter's <laughs> hand is much more in you yeah. know the other films. Uh, but anyway, and the last Just thing is jokes, a small yeah. thing from the extended cut. Oh, God. Does Michael Myers actually answer uh, fucking Karen's cell phone? Because I swear to God, I heard Lori calling Karen. Yeah. I thought it, I, I couldn't remember. I didn't remember this from the first time I saw it. No, this was a, this is an She's alternate called- ending. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's calling, but even the first time I saw the alternate ending, I didn't remember this particular aspect. The fact that she's calling Karen, I thought it was just going to ring forever or go to voicemail and Lori was going to know and she's going to walk off and finish her monologue. But no, there's, I I swear to God, there's an answer to the phone and you hear, (sighs) yeah, on the other side. And she just says whatever she says. I I don't even remember what the line is because I, 
Yeah, I don't give a shit (laughs) because uh, thank you for saying the line, but I don't give a shit what the fucking line is because it's one thing when he's strangling Linda while she's already started dialing the phone in the first movie, started dialing the phone, is talking on it, and then then he picks it up because it's already there. But for him to answer a fucking cell phone. I mean, he would have had to like take his thumb and slide the thing like. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in, he's been in a cell for the last forty years, and it's like, what is this thing? How do I how do I operate? Uh, also, this? don't we all have facial recognition on our fucking phones? I mean, this is twenty eighteen, so well, I, I think when have facial recognition was as I mean, I don't know, yet, I don't have but... a, like when when someone calls, you just have to swipe. I don't know if there's like a an extra step when when you're receiving a call. Okay, okay, maybe yeah. not, but maybe, Jesus. but he could have just also put the... it up to her face then, you know. I mean, and also, okay, he's been he's been incarcerated for like forty years. Now he knows what a cell phone is. What the fuck? I'm just I know. it angers me. I so know. that's mine. That's my maybe list. that's why they changed it. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I have a few a more. I'll just ending. I'll just I'll just go through them really go quick. For it. Um, go for it. First one was just um, there was a lot of flashbacks to the 2018 movie, and I just felt that that was so unnecessary because mm-hmm. it's like. We know, we get it. We, how many people actually went and saw Halloween Kills that didn't see that? And it's like, Jesus, why are you wasting time putting flashbacks to your your own movie? There were no sure, flashbacks sure. To, to the first one in in Halloween Two, other than like the the opening. That's it, you know. Right. Um, right. And then the other thing, I, I mean, I'll try to keep this as as uh, quick as possible. But just the the hospital, and I really yeah. emphasize hospital. Uh, 2021 <laughs> versus hospital to 1981 um, mm. of just how, you know, like we can get more into it when we talk about Halloween too, but just like that is, that movie is so atmospheric for me of just like the, the dimly lit hallways of, of, you know, Haddonfield Memorial here. It's like mm. crowded with people. Every fluorescent light is like, they brought in more fluorescent lights to light this up. Like there's nothing scary about this environment. Mm. And it also, I am also asking like, how big is Haddonfield? That this is a huge hospital. This is like, there's like <laughs> so many floors to it. Like the guy, he fell from a, from a, from a height. And uh-huh. I'm, we see throughout the course of the movie, I don't even know how many bodies wheeled in there, whether they be like just attacks or like actual like dead bodies. And yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like, so his, is there like all this off-screen mayhem that we're not seeing that Michael's just going around and like randomly attacking and killing people that we're not being shown and we're just seeing like the aftermath of like people being brought in? Because there's a lot of people in the hospital who are just like, I can't, I don't know where my brother is or or whatever. And it's just like it on any other given day of just like in a town the size of Haddonfield you know, there's not going to be murders happening. Like Karen in that extended scene, when Karen goes into the morgue and there's this like very large uh, cadaver sitting on there. So it's just like, did Michael kill this person too? Or are there just like lots of people dying of natural causes (laughs) at at the same time? Like it just, it didn't, it's another thing that just took me out of it. I know that's part of the extended cut. So maybe it's not Canon, but still like there's, you have basically the whole town is there. So it's just like, there are people 
there are deaths that are not accounted for. Like I can only imagine, yeah. I don't know if the, uh, dead meat has done their, their Halloween kills kill count yet, but I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I can only imagine like, how do you do that? Like what, how do you account for every single body? Oh, God. And yeah, it just, it, it's almost like the, what makes Michael scary, especially like in, mm-hmm. not even in the first movie, but in like, even in the sequels of like the, the early sequels is that, it's like it's it's very small scale like he's just a, a very isolated uh area like he only goes after specific victims and here it's just like he's just has free reign on the entire town to the point where we're not even seeing what's happening anymore so i i hated that and i just hated the hospital atmosphere in, in general of just and we lose yeah. a sense of the space too like it, 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 even with like the direction and they largely move things around versus where the, the locations are in the original movie from Pasadena. Um, but everything's adjacent to everything else. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know how large Haddonfield is anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a small yeah. town, even in Halloween 2018, uh, to me. It felt like a place where everybody kind of knew each other for the most part. Now it kind of feels like. This vast expanse, uh, it's like the, a suburb of this... Chicago, a, su- <laughs> a suburb, <laughs> a, su- a suburb. But uh, I love you, Lakeith Stanfield. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, no, I I, I agree with yeah. you, and that's and it. it uh, uh, I feel like there was another thing I was going to remark on that you said. I can't remember. Go, go okay. for it. Keep going. The, the, and then the last thing I have, I just put it in quotes. Do it. yeah that doesn't bother me i don't know i just i can just now if (laughs) if i like just 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 to bring it back another complaint about allison yeah i'm just like anyway (laughs) shall we yeah yeah let's get to the cherry picker it's not like they killed people All right, so first order of business, we got to pick a cherry on top. And oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so busy in the muck and the mire of the movie and then in the great moments, too. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Okay, do you have somebody in mind? I, I mean, I can't see it being anyone else other than Lindsay Wallace. I agree. Yeah. She was the first one I thought of just now. So, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay Wallace it is. Okay. Now, Yay! cherry cherry picking. Lindsay. Last week. Lindsay. Sorry, go on. I'm sorry. It's okay. Last week, we asked you who deserves to die the most in Psycho 1960. Mm-hmm. I nominated uh, Milton Arbogast. You nominated <laughs> Tom Cassidy across yeah. Patreon, Instagram, and YouTube uh, 268 for Tom Cassidy versus 114 for Milton Arbogast. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's just, let's just read some of the comments. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Silent Saturn says, 
Tom Cassidy was a kind old man walking around town, happy as a clam that his little girl was about to get married and wanted to buy her a house as a gift. Not only was he sharing his wealth by pushing the economy, he was also very empathetic, instantly able to tell when someone is unhappy despite putting on a happy face. He then selflessly offers to buy their unhappiness away all the time being wise enough to know that money doesn't make you happy, but maybe a little less unhappy. He didn't even want to press charges when his money was stolen. Why are we mad at this? What's wrong with Eddie? (laughs) My vote goes to Detective Arbogast for being, as Zach described it correctly, annoyingly good at his job and a little too smug. Oh my God. Wow. Okay, cool. I I can take it, but... Uh, I would argue that nothing about Tom Cassidy is selfless. That's all. That, I mean, that, that seems Next. like a little bit of, yes. I, I, I don't know about that. But um, it, I, he does bring up a good point that, uh, you know, he wasn't, you know, going to press charges. He just wanted the money to be returned. So it, it was almost like it was a, showed a, a bit of mercy there. Um, yeah. Trenton James says Tom deserved to more than anyone. Okay, <laughs> okay I like that. Blue Box 87 says Marion's boss. How could he be that careless with a client's money? Also, if my employee tells me that she isn't feeling well, I'd send her straight home and not make her go to the bank first with a giant amount of cash. So since he isn't a choice, I picked Tom. He was too trusting and irresponsible with his own money and he was yucky. I thought about nominating right. uh, Marion's boss just because he um, he didn't have an air conditioner in the the main room there. He he had one in the back. Though. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blueberry yeah. <laughs> says, "Arbo Gast, love him. He deserved least to die for sure." Oh. oh. Okay. So he deserved to die least. I hope. He didn't I, I, I guess that's that's uh, that's a, a comment on your side then. Uh, I hope <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, in plain sight says Detective Arbogast, and it isn't even close. I imagine he's only losing because so few votes are in. Cassidy was just a rich fat cat. The detective der- deserved to die for his incompetence. He goes into Bates' <gasps> house and did everything a detective shouldn't do. Arbogast was also less compassionate than Tom. He was on the case for a substantial amount of money. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. A lot of hate for Arbogast. I never felt. I think any you're. Of this. I think you're. Con- who's the actor who plays him? Martin Balsam. See, I think and that I, you you're connecting a lot of that to to the actor because you put on your Instagram, which is like how Zach could to n- nominate this this class. Oh, well, yeah, no, it. that was just pro- that was just propaganda. But no, for- <laughs> <laughs> you're all about but the I propaganda. Like the character, I think. But I, but also, I mean, I think I mean I, I think there's definitely something to the argument about yeah. once he got into the house, he did everything that a detective shouldn't do. Yeah. But I'd argue he also caught things about norman we didn't get to talk about this in the pod either but just the fact that he there were there are so many glances he casts at norman throughout their exchange that i adore that he knew something was up he knew this is not a guy to trust and i i dug that anyway keep going sorry yeah no that's okay (laughs) um and then uh oh no we got uh two more here uh 
cosmic urgency says the doctor giving the monologue at the end so unnecessary oh i like him <laughs> and uh then heather utterback says i had to skip bodies 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 because i've not seen it yet but tom for sure he's gross yeah 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 the yuck factor totally <laughs> well i mean like just i think that like it it was hard to pick anyone in, in this movie because i Again, like normally when when we make our nominations, at least for me, I tend to go for a person who I just like, why are you even here? And Mm -hmm. I don't feel that way about Arbogast. Like he needs to be in the movie. Like he needs to be there. Like he's he's so integral. It's just one of those things where just because like we're in Norman's experience, I don't like this guy because like he's just pushing a little too much, you know? (laughs) Obviously, if, if Norman was a better liar... He would have. He I would just have think just it's been hilarious like, okay. that he's pushing too much. Then when Norman is the villain of of the piece, like if we were reading a newspaper about it, it wouldn't be the headline wouldn't be "Nosy Detective Fails <laughs> to, yeah. to 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 nab uh, sweet <laughs> mo- mother loving son." You know, like anyway, that's hilarious to me. I think that's so maybe great. that's that'll be. <laughs> That's like a different movie that Hitchcock made, like Psycho from from Arbogast uh, perspective. Oh but, my gosh, uh, that would have been funny. You you won good, sir. So you get to uh, nominate Yay! first. Okay, it wasn't even close. Again, kind of like with the cherry on top, somebody did pop into my head. Um, but uh, with this one, it, yeah, um, I am nominating Christy. The, tri- the the youngest of the trick-or-treaters, the season of the witch trick-or-treaters, um, she's the one, I think, who wears the witch mask? But she's the one who, the obnoxious one. The, the one, one that comes like, to the door. No, we're not even scared, you. Hey, hey, hey. Or just like, hey, why don't you come over here? Why don't you take it? We're not, like, scared of you or whatever. I mean, just, uh, I mean, the, the actress's name is Salem Collins. I think she does a good job. Too good. I hate this character. I hate when she's on screen. I want, I'm sad that she got away. And I'm sad that she might be in Halloween Ends. Because (laughs) I think she is horrid. I I don't know. She survived. She ran away. As far as we know, she survived. Like, she ran away. The one in the skull mask is the one who got killed. And they just left their masks behind. And that's how he dressed up, you know, the the, the other people. uh, Marion and Marcus and Vanessa. But, um... No, just the level of obnoxia that I get from her in the trick-or-treating scene. And then later when they're in the playground, I'm just like, I know exactly who you are. I've worked in a mall often enough to have to deal with you. And I hate you. And I want you to die. So that's how I feel about that character. Christy dies tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that you nominated that. Uh, character um because i I mean first of all i assumed that you were gonna go more basic and and uh, do tommy doyle or something like that because i i don't know i I just come to expect that from you but i am my nomination uh which still stands i'm not going to change it um was actually for the trick-or-treater from the 1978 flashback um and I don't, oh, there's okay. not a name for this there's not an i mean they were all terrible but no. you know we only we have to pick one um right 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 
I'm looking at the IMDb cast and all three of them are just listed as like each one is called 1978 trick or treater. So I'm just, yes. just to be specific, I'm going to say the one who's basically the lead, like basically the 1978 version of Christie, who is the, like the one who's, uh, <laughs> takes the, the, the sour ball or the whatever and licks it uh, and, and licks it. And, push right. it. and I don't, all I know is like the one kid says like, don't fuck with the Mulaney. So I'm, I'm guessing right. like Mulaney is what I'll, Mulaney trick or Mulaney number one. Yeah, the girl, the the one that just like the most, obviously the one in control. So basically, sure, our nominations are like the same people, or just like the same just archetype, a just a different generation. So <laughs> I'd argue because mine has more screen time, she's more obnoxious, but yours does some damage. Like she, yeah. I know exactly. I feel who like you're talking about, but I feel so. like yours is at least relevant to the, the <laughs> characters and the story that's happening in the moment. Whereas like these kids in 1978 didn't even need to fucking be there. Who are they? And what's this like hierarchy <laughs> of bully? Like in 1978, we saw that Lonnie yeah. was like, like he was like right. the, the big man on campus. Like he was the elementary yeah. school. He had, like, he had, he was pits. the bad one. Yeah. 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 Then like all of a sudden, like <laughs> now we see that there's, he's going to get you. He's going to yeah. get you. Course, and what does she yeah. say? She's like Lonnie, Lonnie, small and scrawny. Like, like, oh, shut up, God. bitch. Like, you suck. So yeah, now we're <laughs> now we're led to believe that there's even like worse bullies at Haddonfield Elementary. Like, no, right? Again, yeah. how big is Haddonfield? Like, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like, it's and another thing. Like, we already had the Halloween Four bullies. Like those those kids were pretty yeah. awful. We'll talk about them when we get to oh, that pod. God. But to make yeah. two sets of fucking kid bullies that are even worse than than the ones before like we don't like characters like these like we don't want to see like unless you're gonna kill them unless that, you kill them yeah, yeah. totally and we, the, the and he didn't even get an on-screen kill and i'd argue that i liked the, the the skull mask guy the most because of the way he like when he came in he's like i took every last piece of candy and throws the ball the bowl and <laughs> i thought he was funny <laughs> if i had to pick yeah. a, a, one that i liked out of them but they all suck you know I guess I liked the more benign one with the glasses. <laughs> the one that was like just yeah. there to like pretend play dead with the the, the yeah the one with the, the black curly hair who's just, and the one who's just on the swing who isn't anywhere near as obnoxious as Christy. Yeah. Christy, fuck, oh god, just I can hear her <laughs> like get make it stop. Okay, so there you go. Vote your conscience, vote your heart, people. Yes, yes. Either nineteen seventy eight or two thousand and eighteen. Bully. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, you can vote on uh, <laughs> Instagram. Our uh, official account is at the Cherry Picker Pod. You can also vote mm -hmm. on the YouTube community section here on uh, the mm -hmm. Cherry Picker uh, YouTube page. If you're listening to the podcast, you can obviously watch us there on YouTube. And if you are watching us on YouTube, you can listen to the podcast as well. The RSS uh, link uh, is in the descriptions down below. You can also vote on Patreon, uh, where these episodes are released early. And uh, we actually have some new Patreon supporters. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. So welcome to Traj125. Clifton Wonderlick, Perry. Are you gonna do that every time? 
Yeah. Okay. I, you, you told me I can't applaud anymore, so I'm gonna. I can, can applaud, applaud at the end. But I, <laughs> I want to do something. You told me not to applaud anymore. I don't remember why. Go on. Oh, I, I, think, I think it just broke up the momentum. That's it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perry like, Powski. Like I'm not right now. Perry Powski. Yay. <laughs> Autumn Williams. Yay. See now, because I have to wait for you. That's why it's. <laughs> Just and do Erica it. I'll just M. In the background. Yay! See? Er- Erica M. See, because I, you know, I'm Yay. trying to say them without the interruption. But oh, without thank getting you. interrupted. Yes. Okay, there you go. I didn't yes, I thought it was understood. Yeah. No. Well. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> and also Andre Felix, our editor. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> thank you. Um also. Uh, just while we're speaking about Patreon, we do have our Patreon, uh, cherry picker after dark exclusive. That's, uh, should be out already. It's the Buffy season two episode where we rank and discuss every episode from, from yeah, that show. So God, you know, we do. check yeah. it out. And if you do sign up for that, you do get access to the uh, previous episodes as well, where we did have the final girl ranking which we already discussed so that's i mean if you enjoy listening to us like we go on for four hours there was it four hours or like it's like three to four it was so yeah it was some there's a lot of final girls (laughs) we went through yeah yeah Yeah. we we went through over 80 so yeah so that was a good time so you can check that out if you uh subscribe to the freddy krueger tier um also we have a uh a review on uh oh. yeah let me just bring it up because i uh, clearly i'm not prepared so um from <laughs> i okay i i t z see i can't pronounce this it's benny gaming maybe um sure i'm so sorry um top tier podcast <laughs> very enjoyable podcast to listen to love the cherry picker and cherry on top mini games I love that they're oh, that they're referred games. to as mini games. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, that's fun. It's great how much information you guys gather about the movies and their production, and the knowledge you bring to the table is awesome. Keep it up, Zach and Eddie. Five stars all the way. Some suggestions for for the pod include the Lost Boys, mm. Your Next, oh. mm, fun. Child's Play Two. Well, I mean, Dis- yes, Derbia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh. And Alien. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, oh, I have to nice. wait for every reaction from you before. I <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm thank quiet. you for that. Uh, it's Itsy Benny yeah. Gaming, if, if mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. Uh, anyway, where can they find you on social media, Eduardo? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and at YouTube, uh, at the same place, Edward is Truth, one word, that's my handle. And also, um, just so people, uh, can know, uh, something's coming up October 3rd. I'm a part of Scream Left 2, which is going to be, um, it's a fundraiser, uh, for Stacey Abrams, um, who, regardless of what your politics may be, she is someone who is largely trying to just kind of like get the power back into the hands of the people of Georgia. So we want to put some power behind her. And um, what we're going to be doing is reading uh, the original Kevin Williamson draft of Scream 2 
the script. It's going to be different than the one that is the theatrical release now. Uh, and yeah, I haven't even, re- I have it now. I haven't read it, but I'm going to read over it to prepare. Is that the one with the different the killers? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what role so are you playing? Can you reveal that? I'm playing Ghostface for sure. Like the voice? And I'm, because I had played Ghostface yeah. last year when we did the Scream 1. Uh, oh, Scream. Yeah. Uh, 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 the original Scream, 1996. Not, yeah. you know, Scream 5 Cream. But, <laughs> but um, so I'm doing Ghostface for sure. And I believe I'm also, I got the list, but I believe I'm also doing Cotton Weary. And, um, yeah. And I'm playing... Uh, Lois, the sorority sister, played by Rebecca Gay Hart. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you don't get to way. you don't get to play. Mer- She's the one that's like, hi. Well, we don't no, know. Really we that. don't know what. I mean, the, the scene. Oh, yeah, that might not even be a was, line in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? What I I'm hope get to do. I hope that the the line "Don't forget to set the alarm" is in there because I know you really like that. Line. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, and we'll see how I deliver it if it's there. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you want to uh, take part in that, you can go to. I just had it open, and I just moved my phone. You can go to at uh, Jones Hip Hop, uh, spelled J O N E S H I P H O P. Um, that's Thomas, uh, Wortham's, uh, page. And there's a link to eventbrite.com where you can, uh, donate and get a ticket to watch us stream this, uh, via Zoom. So yeah, fun, t- fun stuff. Uh, if you want to see me act. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, and okay. And you can find me on Instagram at retro bitch face. I'm on Twitter at Zach Cherry eight. And I also got my main YouTube channel, Zach Cherry. You can check it out. Um, anyways, this is like our longest episode yet. Uh, I know. At, least, at least for this one. So uh, in closing, what's going on next week? Oh, yeah. Um, it was that other movie. Fuck. Hellraiser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not fuck. Oh, fuck, we're watching Hellraiser. Well, no, I wasn't sure if you were playing a game just by like, I don't remember, what is it, you know, but... Neither was I. For a second, I was like, (laughs) should I forget? But I did forget. But, well, then come up with something else, and I couldn't. Okay, well, we got... Yeah, welcome to the... The original Hellraiser, I should mention, because we've got a new one that's releasing on Hulu. So we're going to dive back into the, the one that started it all. So... Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will be right back. <laughs>